Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. All righty, college baseball fans, welcome to weekend number six preview episode of the 11.7 podcast. And hey, we got a lot of fun things here. We have a guest. We actually have two guests on this show. One, at the end of the episode, we're going to be playing our interview with Kenny Oyama, our short king from UCLA. If you don't follow us on social media, you probably have no idea who he is. But if you follow us, you know that we are his biggest fans. And he came up with a great interview with us. You guys are going to love. But before all of that, we have, we've been, our white whale, Dimitri and I, since we started this, have been trying to get somebody from the Coastal Carolina National Championship team from 2016. We've been dying for an interview from somebody. And we got one. One of our longtime followers at 11.7, uh, Connor Owings, brother, little brother of, are you the little brother or are you the older brother? No, I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest. Okay, you're the youngest brother, but you might know his, his older one of his older brothers, um, Chris Owings, right? For the Diamondbacks still? Uh, Orioles now. Baltimore guy. Orioles. Okay, yeah. But, uh, Connor, you were on the uh, 2016 Coastal Carolina. I don't want to say it was a Cinderella run because you guys were super talented and deserved to be there. But for all of the mid-major players who we, we spotlight all the time on this show, Dimitri and I were both uh, mid-major players at the Division I level as well. We have to know some stories behind this, this miracle run that you guys performed back in 2016. Um, let's start with this. Gary Gilmore, one of, one of the all-time most respected coaches in college baseball. To see him, I guess as a, a, a watcher of that, crying on the field after a national championship. How cool was that to, to spend that moment with him? Yeah. Well, first, thank you guys for having me. Uh, like you said, longtime follower. So I appreciate, you know, I told you this before, but mm -hmm. appreciate a lot of things you guys have done for college baseball, especially mm -hmm. mid majors, uh, doing your, your ranking and highlighting guys and stuff. has been awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, then talking about coach Gilmore Gilly, uh, what a fantastic human. Uh, he's one of those guys that, uh, a lot of people, you always hear people talk about their coaches and stuff as uh, a father figure and stuff like that. But the guy really took on that role for us that that stretch because we had a couple down years and the guy really kind of tried to embrace and and uh, take take a hold of our group and get get us going in the right direction. And we did a lot of that ourselves with some older guys, but we took a lot of that foundation from Coach Gilmore. And uh, – you know, when you go back and look at it, I think 
you, when you try to look at it through his eyes, uh, you see his whole journey to get there. Uh, you know, for us, it's just a season and, you know, being a, a four-year guy that year, being a senior, you know, it's those four years to trying to build up. But, you know, for a guy like Gilly, who's, you know, I think that was his 21st year at Coastal, uh, you know, that's 20-plus years of, like, just chasing and chasing the epitome of college baseball. That's what he used to always say, like, Omaha is, like, you know, the epitome, the mecca, the holy grail of college baseball. I think everybody the says pinnacle. that. So, mm -hmm. like, when you see that moment, I think that's what you're seeing is, like, you're seeing that that – that chase, not even from, you know, 16, but, you know, from so long ago and uh, just being to be able to do, be a part of it. And uh, I actually, we actually have some shirts and I saw this quote the other day from a guy that you guys love, Anthony Marks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it's a quote when we were in Omaha and it's on a shirt that they got for us. And it's like, you know, do it for yourself, do it for Gilly, you know, do it for the university. And uh, I think that's kind of exactly like such a perfect quote and motto for what that 16 team had. Like, mm -hmm. we just wanted to get that guy there so bad because you love him and, you know, it, it, vice versa, he's going to do anything for you. And we just wanted like so, so bad to get Coach Gilmore to Omaha. And uh, like you're talking about that moment, seeing mm -hmm. him cry. Uh, anytime I see that highlight or that clip floating around, that's, Chill, what, dude. that's what I think about is like, <laughs> Yeah, chills, man. Especially when you put in the context where, like, you can sit back and think, like, every you know, as players, mm -hmm. like, everything you do is to get to Omaha. And, no doubt. You know that guys have like hey. been doing it for for twenty plus years, and to see him, not only did we get there, but we broke the seal and mm -hmm. were able to, you know, scratch our way to to win in it all. Uh, so I think that's kind of what you see in that moment. And it's not even it's not even just because let's be honest your your bigger schools it's I don't want to say an expectation it's a it's an honor it's a privilege whatever to get to Omaha but when you're coming from a small school from Con just for example Conway South Carolina you dream of Omaha you don't ex, you don't really expect Omaha you don't like mm -hmm. you you expect to, you know make a regional have a great time and your season's over like that's that I'm just being honest from like I of course I would have loved to went to Omaha but being realistic were we gonna ever make Omaha probably not so for you guys to get over that hump of hey we're in a regional oh my god we're we just won this regional we're, we're two wins away from Omaha like it's that close and I think for Gilmore to not only just to get to Omaha be one probably one of the only people that's gonna ever do it for the rest of this game because it's only getting harder and harder for the small school to win Omaha mm -hmm. Yeah, like you said, I think, you know, you know, obviously going into that year, we knew we were super talented and uh, we were like, man, we got a really good shot to host. And like, uh, you know, like you're talking about it all the time, like, man, like we could make a run, like we could do that. But like you said, in in this grand scheme of things, you know, it's Omaha's a dream. Like it doesn't seem a like dream. a real place. Yeah. Like you're like, we're going to be really good. We got a shot to make a push. And like, like you said, we're going to host and put ourselves in a good situation because there's been so many good teams that have run through Coastal. You know, everybody – that's all we heard about when we were at Coastal was the 2010 teams and, you know, teams like that, the 08 team, those guys just – even teams after us, 18 was super talented. 45-win team. That didn't it's one of those it. things where, like, not only do you have to be super talented, the stars got out of the line. Mm-hmm. 
Now uh, that brings me to a really good point. I've been holding on to this uh, question for a long time. In in that regional uh, against NC State, you guys were down to was it the last out or maybe a couple outs left, and then there was a rain delay, right? We're down to our last strike. Down to the last strike, and then they decide to pull the tarps because the big thunderstorm came in, and you guys finished the game the next day, and it went what was it hit by pitch and then base hit to tie it up or something tell us that story because it's one of the more like perfect fitting stories for this narrative uh that you guys almost didn't make it past yeah. the regional because i, I just heard this story for the first time I'm i can't wait to hear it again mm-hmm. i'm glad you i'm glad you brought that up because you know nobody really like remembers that they want to talk about you know lsu or mm-hmm. you know because we want then we lose the first game to tcu and we were coming out of the losers bracket and then we lose first game. So people, you know, lean towards that. But they don't, like you said, we were down to our last strike in Raleigh. And uh, that NC State team that year was so talented. Like, Was that with Trey Turner and those guys? Like, Rodon, Turner? No, that was the no. next year. Uh, that was like Brett uh, uh, Kisner Brett was off. catching mm-hmm. and Paul Amaro, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just a super talented group. But uh, like you said, you uh, you know, they had to beat us twice because we were the uh, in the in 2-0 in that regional. And uh, we actually faced Corbin Burns in game one of that regional. He threw for us against us from St. Mary's. Wow. And, uh, I did not know that. Had to grind That's him cool. Out. They came all the way yeah, to we, the East Coast from the West. St. Mary came all the way across. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Wow. Crazy. We had to grind him out. And uh, then we – so anyway, like you said, we're in the ninth and we're down a few runs. And uh, – it, it, it was one of those things where it was first and second with nobody out, and I was up. And had, you guys you were know, struggling, an, right? An awesome. I was? No, no. Like, you guys were kind of, like, in a funk that game because I remember, like, your chain. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were in a funk, yeah. And so it was first and second, no outs, and uh, I bunted, actually. You know, mm-hmm. typical coastal, you know, yeah. ball, <laughs> I'm going to bunt them over. And uh, then you, uh, Zach Remard's up. Uh, and it's pouring like it is absolutely pouring like you can't see anything and he hits like a chopper off the end of the bat down the line third base line that he ends up like sliding head first in the first and beating it out so we got the bases loaded with one out and gk's up and we're like oh boy like yeah. we got a shot here and then like you said they pulled the tarp and uh it's such a it's so funny because you know how the regionals are you know you're not supposed to have uh you know, they're not supposed to go in your own locker room or anything like that. So, like, it's pouring, and, you know, NC State's going in their own locker room, and we're getting, like, flooded in the visiting dugout. Like, we got cups everywhere. Like, we're, like, oh, all standing on the bench while it's flooding. And Gilly's like, all right, like, we're getting out of here. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, we're going to the bus. And the NCAA guy's trying to stop him, saying, like, they haven't called the game. And Gilly's like, well, like, we're going to the bus. Like, our dugout's flooded. Like, you can come get us if you want to, like, restart it. <laughs> So we end up getting on the bus and like you're saying, like we'd already checked out of the hotel and everything. Like this was supposed to be the last day of the Oh of wow, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh so we, you know, have to go find a hotel, like they have to find us food. So we're like in the <laughs> lobby till like two AM. Like they're trying to get us rooms ready and uh like I was just thankful I'd I had already hit and uh old GK uh just sat on that at bat. I can't, I can't imagine how he slept. Oh my That's what night. I'm saying, dude. You, you guys had to spend an extra night in a hotel for literally one more at bat. If he gets out, then the game's over. You exactly. guys just r- ride a bus back. That's exactly. Wild. So, he, so, 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 
so we come back and do you know the whole thing like we mm -hmm. stretch we're hitting wait hold on hold on like wait hold on there so this was the ninth inning with a <laughs> one two count or something i'm just trying to like no, no, so this picture here so so the game ends or they suspend the game and it's bases loaded one out in a oo count so it's a clean at bat for GK. one run what was it one run two run game Two run game. Two run okay. game. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and two run game because and, uh I was gonna say you guys ended up coming back and the, the GK gets hit by a pitch, right? And gets a run in. So, so that's now, I was gonna let him go. Yeah. Yeah. You go you go ahead and tell your story. I don't want to yeah, jump so, in. So we go, you know, hotel, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back to the field the next day. And I think we restart at like noon. Mm -hmm. And you know, we do the whole thing, you know, BP stretch, you know, everything. And GK swings at the first pitch and grounds out first. Uh, so it's a one-run game, two outs now, and uh, second and third. And we pinch hit one of our senior guys, Chadwick, who uh, he had a, had an oblique deal and, like, could barely swing. And he was like, I got one good swing in me. And, yeah, like, yeah. jumps first pitch, like, fouls it off, and then, he, like, takes something, like, 0-2, and we're like, gosh, man, like, fuck, brutal. <laughs> like, what a brutal way to lose. Yeah. And then he gets hit. Then he gets That's hit the next pitch. So it loads the bases. And then uh, Seth Lancaster uh, came up and went first pitch laser, like topspin laser right. And the kid dives and traps it. And, like, it's holding it up like he caught it. But, like, thankfully the umpire was there, salt bounce, uh, and two-run score, and we go up. And then we ended up getting like the next guy got a hit and we went up by two. And then our closer, Mike Morrison, comes in and just deals a one, two, three. And yeah, he was on a nail. He know, was nailed that, that <laughs> postseason. He was absolutely nailed. Yeah. You know, in a span of span of 12 minutes, we restarted a game where our season's almost over. So now we're going to LSU to, uh, but That's you know, that sick. was even a crazy situation because LSU had got pushed back a day against Rice. Mm -hmm. And it was a tied series. So we're like, we might host a super now. So we were like waiting to see the outcome of that game. That we're like, dude, sick. we're going to host a super. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> oh my God, dude. That is, I mean, what a, what an absolute like crazy, like just sequence of yeah. emotion. And then, You're and then you guys, online, you're the yeah. you mm -hmm. going to super. Oh my God. We, get, we might get to host a super. We got to go to LSU. Like, holy shit, dude. There was a lot of bumps in the road for you guys because I mean, you, the most memorable thing for me in that that run to a national championship was how you guys played game three at what was it twelve o'clock on a Wednesday on ESPNU against Arizona, right? It was yeah. like a Wednesday afternoon, oh. not prime time. So there was a lot of different situations that came up, but you guys overcame adversity every single time. It was almost like a storybook ending. Yeah. Like kind of like what we said, you know, sometimes like the stars got to line up perfectly. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is luck you know, involved. It, it's funny because it's funny because we talk about, uh, you know, LSU, uh, you know, Dykeman hits a three run bomb against us in game one in that place. Like you couldn't hear mm -hmm. like <laughs> you were it, like it was just <laughs> deafening. And we're like, gosh, man, like. Was it the loudest thing? Was it that we're, the we're loudest play we ever played? Yeah, we made, a, we made a pitching change. Yeah, uh, we made a pitching change, and they played, uh, you know, Colin Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, standing 
face to face with Billy Cook and Marks in the outfield, and we couldn't talk. Wow. Like it was that loud. That's like it was just nuts. shaking. Uh, but then you know, like like I said, he hits that homer because we had gone up one nothing. He hits the homer, it's three one, and we're we were facing Alex Lang, who uh, you mm. know. We just we, we just did like we faced Corbin Burns kind of did the same thing. We just grinded him out like like he got his, but we just made him work for it. And uh, we just kind of had a couple big hits late. And uh, me and Remy went back to back, and we kind of like kind of put it on him at the end. So when we were on the bus after that game, we were like, man, like, like hey, here we go, on one more baby, one like, fucking more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a. Uh, I remember that LSU series because I was a. I still am kind of a really big rice baseball fan. So uh, I came home from Mercer for the summer and went to the, uh, the, that regional that they were in. So with LSU and all that, but I remember the coastal Carolina versus LSU super regional because it was one of the best color scheme games I've ever seen the purple and gold. And then you got like the, the teal and black. It was, it was a great visual on TV. I loved it. I was like, man, it doesn't get any better than this. Um, but yeah, so I told you before the show that one of my favorite players in college baseball history was, was Anthony Marks left fielder for coastal Carolina. Was he full throttle every single day of his life? Was he always that wired and just energized or was it just when he got on the field? No, man, 24 seven from the moment that guy stepped on campus in the, in the, the fall of 2012, the guy didn't change like who you see is who you get like he is every ounce of like energy non-stop off the wall like too much sometimes but he's one of those guys that like if he's on your roster like you absolutely love him to his mm-hmm. core but if you're playing against him oh, he's just I, that I, one guy you're that you're like gosh like yeah like this guy man mm-hmm. and uh just such a like was one of those guys that, you know, he'll even tell you was just not the most talented, but like he's gonna do he anything he can off. to just to mm-hmm. just grind you out. And uh, I think you see that in that, uh, you know, the picture perfect Anthony Marks player is that uh, when we walk off LSU, you know, he leads yep. off the inning and walks. You know, doing whatever he can get on. Who hit the and chopper over third base to went to walk it off? Mike Piaz, our shortstop. Yeah, Piaz, uh, he was a stud. So I remember, I remember that that play because that was like, like holy shit, yeah, what's going on? Exactly. So you know, Marks steals, and you have obviously have seen that picture of him where he just like mm-hmm. looks like there's a there, psychopath. There's a hundred <laughs> gifs, Twitter videos of him doing like all these things, like crazy, <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, dude, that guy is an animal. So. And, you know, that's a crazy situation, too, because, you know, 99% of the time, we're going to bunt that guy over. Mm-hmm. And uh, you it know, was almost I like was LSU expected a bunt. I, I remember that. Third baseman within, right? Mm-hmm. And it yeah, got they, right that, over well, his head. You know, that's who we are. We're going to bunt it. We're going to bunt mm-hmm. there. But, you know, I was I was supposed to be on deck, and we they brought Dalton in to play right. Because Dalton would come in late for the Dalton Ewing, uh, mm-hmm. Dimitri's buddy, would come in late in games for me and play right because yep. he's just such a talented, uh, like, you know, super talented player. And, you know, obviously defensive liability over here. 
And uh, <laughs> hey, so just like Dalton Ben over there. Deck, so I think that was me too. So I think Gilly, you know, <laughs> mind turned a little bit and decided to let Pius swing away there. And you know, he swings at the next pitch and hits that. Like you said, third base is in right over his head, and uh, I think it, everybody's seen that video a thousand times. Oh, yeah. So. When did it hit you that, like, you were like, oh, my God, we're going to Omaha? Like, you know what I mean? Like, were you just like, did it never hit you? I don't think it hit us until the next morning when they actually, like, started making plans to, like, hey, guys, we're going to fly back home, and then we got to do this and this, and then, like, this is when we're leaving. Uh, Like, I don't think it really even hit us then. Like, you know, the bus ride back, and we're hanging out, and then, you know, the next morning you wake up, and you're actually making – the the schedule and you're like we're going like did you guys uh did you guys yeah. like go out then, you, did you go out and stuff when you went back to you guys is it myrtle beach or conway is it the same place so coastal's in conway it's like the last stretch of you know addresses that are conway before you get to myrtle beach but it's conway okay so you guys go, uh, went out and all that stuff there's nobody on campus at that time of the year yeah, uh, so not really when we got back from LSU, no. Uh, it was kind of that, like, because I think we were, we practiced, like, the next way we flew back and we got, like, our stuff ready. Then we practiced and then, like, we were gone. Like, we were only oh, back yeah, no, in Myrtle yeah. Beach for, like, we were only back in Myrtle Beach for a couple, because uh, we were one of the later game start game. Like, we didn't start the first day like everybody else in the LSU series. You were the Saturday uh, region. Oh, super. So then – yeah, exactly. So then it's you know we switch, we switch gears and we're like, you know, we faced Corbin Burns, Alex Lang, you know, Poche, these these mm-hmm. three guys, and we're like, now we got a coin flip on who we're gonna get from Florida. Like, <laughs> yeah. who was on that team? I can't remember who was on that team. We either gonna get, uh, you know, Logan Shore ended up throwing mm-hmm. against us, and uh, that's when he went on his insane run, and. Uh, then Dan Dunning's on that team. Uh, you know, we we they threw I think like six arms against us, and four of them were first rounders. And uh, wow, Unreal. yeah, I mean, my I'm blanking right now. The big lefty uh, puck with the AJ a's. puck, oh, puck or puke? Uh, puck, puck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. So wait, wait. So why we were, were you? Like, why are we talking about Florida? I'm just. I, I think I got lost. You guys. Played? That's who we played game one game. in uh, Omaha. You, I thought that for some reason you guys played TCU. Maybe I have it oh, all no, mixed we up. We beat Florida, then played TCU. Oh, and okay, okay, that makes sense. Gotcha. I was for some reason in my head, I'm thinking they went and lost to TCU immediately, but no, you're right. Okay. Um, so yeah, Pete Alonso is on that team. Yeah, and you guys ended Buddy up beating Reed, Texas Tech really too, right? Was it Texas Tech and TCU? yeah? So we. So we beat Florida, lost to TCU. TCU, and then that's when Texas Tech threw the guy out at second against Florida to beat Florida. Yes. And then we so we played Texas Tech, beat Texas Tech, then we had to beat TCU twice. Wow, dude, what a run! Unreal. Now, let me let me set the scene for you here. Um, Wednesday, probably around three fifteen p.m. Uh, Central Time, Omaha time. You guys are up two runs going into the ninth inning, and 
it wasn't Morrison on the mound, right? Who was who was closing out the game against Arizona in the winner take all game? Yeah, we brought in so so Mike, our closer, we gave him the ball in uh, game two. The eliminate because you guys like lost said, game one, right? He was lights out, like he threw six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we lost game one. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a crazy game. Uh, it was one of those things where we went into the series and uh, we knew a couple Oklahoma State guys. And they were talking about Arizona, and they're like, "Dude, like, don't get down. Like, they're mm-hmm. gonna play weird shifts. They're gonna put people in weird spots, and somehow it's gonna work. And you're gonna hit balls that should be hits that are outs." And he's like, "Just like keep sticking to it, because uh, we hit like we hit some lasers in game one. Like I hit like a head high line drive that hits off the top of the wall, probably." And the dude is like just a step and like over his head, he just like steps back and kind of just glides catch in. And it was just like such a frustrating deflating. That is so deflating. And then, you know, I was in the game one, I was up in the ninth with uh, uh, no outs, guy in first, and uh, I hit just a a laser in the four hole and just shift right into it. Four six three. See you later. Like mm-hmm. you said, just so, such a gut punch. <laughs> and uh, so you know, Mike comes out, starts game two. You know, nails six and two thirds. Some uh, I think he punched out ten. Uh, and then we hold on and win that. And then, like you said, we're going into the ninth. And you know, I Dalton had come in for me, so I'm in the dugout, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like <laughs> three so outs like, away, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we brought in our Friday guy, Cunningham. Him and Beckwith had kind of been, you know, our two starters, and we were making everything else work. And they both had been awesome all year. So we brought in AC uh, to close that game out. And uh, like, you know, they always say, it was his first save opportunity, like since he had been at Coastal. And he was, you know, a four-year guy with us and uh, just made it interesting. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Interesting for us, but. Because they end up scoring one run and have bases loaded, right? And uh, was it a 3-2 uh, count? Second and third. Oh, second and third. Okay. Yeah, 3-2 count, second and third. Because you guys, you you know, people will point to it, but it's crazy. Your boy Marks, man, they hit a, a ball down in that corner in left field. And he held and, the runner, uh, right? The guy wasn't able to score. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so he would have scored and tied it. And, uh, you know, but he, you know, glove, glove side turns it on one hop and throws a BB in. And that was like, like talking about Marks and Gilly, that's like such an epitome Gilly play to save it. Because like, as an outfield group, that's all we did. Mm-hmm. Like, there was like three things Gilly loves to do in outfield drills. Like, he loves to work on the glove side turn and like, you know, ground balls both ways. And then Bentney slide. He's like a big Bentney slide guy. <laughs> Okay. Like he loves working on that play because he thinks it's so beneficial and like we're like, like it's just such the epitome that that's the play that saved us. Mark's mm-hmm. glove side turn. Baseball, the crazy ass sport, yeah. man. <laughs> it is. It is. Like you said, and then uh, then you know uh, another crazy crazy scenario too is uh, Arizona's catcher had got hit in the head and had to come out of the game and the guy's his spot was up in that moment and. Uh, like you said, three two count. AC was able to put him away. Uh, just, just crazy. Just a crazy, like such 
momentum shifting going into that inning and then you know it's opposite way because they have second and third down one just crazy game hey do you have your rink i do i do yeah but they're close by i can get it for you in a second if you want me to yeah yeah i would love i would love to see it we'd love to see that but so when 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 the guy swings through strike three what what's like your first and this is such a cliche question, but what was your first reaction when you saw catcher hang on to it, strike three, and then uh Chad was Chadwick, was that the guy's name? The the Friday guy that closed it out? No, no. Or, Cunningham. No. Cunningham, Cunningham. Cunningham, first of all, had one of the most swaggy um celebrations of <laughs> all time. There. Dude, he was it I was think he'd been, I think he'd been practicing that in his room for weeks. Yes. Uh, what was like your first yeah, reaction? Yeah, just, yeah, salute. You just stared at yeah. the dugout, yeah. So it was funny because like I'm such a creature habit. I think all baseball guys are. Right. So, you know, I had kind of I'm a like when I was in the dugout, I was a big like sit on the bench and rest person. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> no chair. So so you know, when that inning's going on, I kind of make my way up to the up to the uh the rail the fence and i'm hanging over hanging out and then you know people start to get on and stuff so i kind of slide back into my spot and uh like kind of just assume my position and just trying to do any like something like it's not working obviously like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen but in my head like i'm helping by like sitting in my spot and uh it was dude it it like you you hear people say it all the time and like i it still hasn't hit me that you know it, like it still hasn't registered that we accomplished that because it's mm-hmm. such like an like we said it's a dream like that place is a dream and to be able to do that is a dream and uh but you just feel like you feel weightless mm-hmm. like i remember like whenever i saw him swing through it and just jumping off the bench like i don't even know what i did like i don't even know what my feet did like i was just gone going to the dog pile <laughs> um it just just a, such a special thing man Mm-hmm. that's awesome man. no dude i mean we like i said we we were begging to have somebody on from that team for for years now just because um i mean it, it's so many things had to go completely right whether it was a rain out or because there was the in game after game two game three got rained out which pushed it to wednesday so that's one rain out you had the rain out at nc state i mean just so many different things had to had to go right but it really did prove to America that you could be a mid-major. You guys were in the Big South at the time, which is a very mid-major conference, um, and and compete to win a national championship. It was the only other thing you can really compare it to is what Butler did back-to-back years in the NCAA basketball championship, but they never won it, you know. So it was uh, it was always special exactly. to me as an outsider, and I couldn't imagine how special it was to you and, and all your teammates and coaching and uh, all the staff members and faculty. Um, it's just literally, like, it makes me speechless and I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's such a like, cause it, it, it you say it like, especially the mid major and that thing. And it, it really did impact, you know, our whole state, mm-hmm. like not only just, you know, coastal. And like you say, you know, if, if, you know, South Carolina or Clemson mm-hmm. is in that position. It's not going to affect the whole state. Uh, you know, there's going to be certain people from whatever side of the rivalry not rooting for the <laughs> other side. Uh, but we got so many videos, uh, you know, 
I, I knew Hunter Renfro a little bit from, cause he's a Myrtle beach guy. And mm-hmm. uh, so he had like, there was a video of like all those guys watching uh, the Clemson football guys. And then so many South Carolina people reached out. And so, so it was weird because like, you know, you don't expect to be in that position where you, you know, you're taking support from those guys. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. in that moment, you're like, "I'll take any whatever we can get right now." Like, let's keep going. <laughs> For sure. I mean, there the video that I remember the most with Taylor Motter. He at Tropicana. He there. It's a their pregame before BP. They're watching the jumbotron, and Motter got his coastal shirt on, or he's got whatever watching the game up in the jumbo. Do you remember this? I remember the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so he's like watching it, and you're just like, no way! And it was just, it was just awesome. So many people like yeah. reunited. Yeah. Speaking of of modern, and, you know, alumni in general, uh, like I think I think a lot of schools have you know a lot of alumni that are you know involved in the program and uh, there and stuff. But I think with Gilly being at Coastal for some so long, it's a little different. Uh, you know, there's so many people that are, you know, just like that played at Coastal and are part of the program still. And like, pl- like that's their vacation. Once a year, they're going to go to Myrtle Beach and they're going to watch Coastal. Like that's their <laughs> vacation. So, you know, like, you know, when we would go, we're in Omaha, there's just like a full section, like just a full, full section behind our dugout. That's just literally all Coastal um, players and stuff. So that was like the, that was the yeah. really cool part about that That's was cool. you know you were experiencing it with like every you know generation before us because y- you guys know from Mercer and mm-hmm. you know mid major to get programs to where they're at now they got to start somewhere no so doubt a lot of those guys were building blocks that you know took it a, a notch higher a notch higher you know did more than the group before or you know just did something else so being able to you know have all those guys there and be a part of it. I think that was even cooler than that because, you know, you don't think that, but, you know, that's ex- yeah. an extra pressure added on. That reminds me. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that reminded me. So we had Rooker on two, three weeks ago, and he, I asked him the question. I was like, were you bitter or were you happy that Mississippi State finally broke through and won the national championship? Because they had never had one, right? And they're always a blue blood blue blood power program and he was like honestly man it was so i was i was so happy because i knew that indirectly i was a part of building it for it to happen and it's the same thing like all those alum probably were so happy that the work that they put in their four years they put in finally allowed a group to accomplish the end goal yeah Yeah, exactly Um, and in mm-hmm. speaking of that, about how like where we talked about before, like Omaha and like how hard not like I don't you know I think fans are starting to realize it more. Like it's so hard to even just get there. Like everything's got to go right. You not only got to be talented, but everything's got to go right. And then winning it is a whole other level. Because like you said, speaking about Mississippi State, like finally breaking through. Like you know you go to play so many of these historic programs like. UNC, you know, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Florida State, all these programs you're going in, like, only like, one can like, win a year. And those schools have never won like, it. The ones you made. A lot named. of these teams haven't even won one. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. Like, a lot of these teams haven't even won one. No, and that's, um, I mean, that's what's so wild is, you Wait, know, obvious. Carolina hasn't won it? No. 
Carolina, Florida Not State, exactly. Clemson, those, Georgia those Tech. teams with Andrew Miller never won. You're right. No. I think they lost back-to-back yeah. years to Oregon yeah. State. I mean, dude, to think yeah. about that good of a team couldn't do it and you guys were in the right position the whole way through to win it. Just, that just, I, I wish people more people could understand how crazy 2016 was. Now, I have a couple questions yeah, about I mean, coastal, coastal baseball here. Um, one of them comes from one of our literally one of our first followers, Brian Quigley. He's one of the biggest coastal fans I've ever met. Uh, tailgates football games, chugs beers out of the the bat. Hey, I think he's like a couple seconds behind. So oh, he when might. you talk, you got to give him a second to. Okay. Um, to I got you. Hear us. I got you. Um, but so Brian Quigley, he he wanted me to ask, what was your favorite win at Coastal Carolina before the 2016 tourney? So don't don't count anything in in 2016 for the regionals on. Just your favorite win before that. Oh man, Quigs! Like you said, I want to give Quigs a shout out first because that guy has been like is a day one coastal guy. Like went to coastal. Mm-hmm. He's been a coastal football guy since you know you know before they became uh, FBS. So and the guy goes to every football game, every baseball mm-hmm. game. He'll go to basketball, volleyball. Like he goes and it's it, he's always there. So he is a real OG, like you said. Is this My the guy that cried? Besides, is he the one that showed the video of them yeah. crying when they won the bowl game? Yeah, yeah. That's I quick. love it. I love that video. Yeah, he's a okay. legend. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome, man. Yeah, and uh, gosh, uh, it's hard. Uh, it's hard to not pick. Uh, Twenty fifteen, we beat we beat South Carolina at home and uh, I hit a homer and I hit a walk-off single, like pretty, pretty big win. Oh, like, that's it. <laughs> that's hard not to pick that one. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I think that's a great answer there. Um, the other question was, and this wasn't from Quiggs. This is just from something I've always wanted to ask the, a lot of coastal Carolina fans and followers of ours, always claim that was it the 2011 or 2013 there was a team that they say was better than the 2016 team uh, i know you guys won a national championship but they said pound for pound talent wise was probably did more talented say, did you say 06 or 08 earlier i thought it was i said 10 2010 was 10 you know, mm. was the team that we always heard about and you know, I don't I, – I, we never get into that conversation because, like, who's better? I mean, unbelievably talented team, though. You know, uh, Modder was on there, uh, Tommy LaStella, uh, a guy named Anthony Mayo, uh, you know, just an ultra-talented group. And uh, they lost to South Carolina in the regional that – or in the Supers that year. Uh, they were, like, the number three national seed that year. Uh, oh, wow. God. Yeah. 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 Uh, they it's crazy year. Uh, they went undefeated in conference play. Uh, I think they were like twenty eight zero in conference play, which Jesus. is insane. Like no matter That's who you're playing, almost like impossible. no matter who you're playing, winning three games on the weekends is like it's so mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, like in sixteen, like we talked about earlier, we dropped our first conference game to Longwood, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, uh, like I said before, there's been a ton of good teams that have gone through Coastal. Uh, you know, you could argue. 
2018 when they hosted how great they like that team was so they hosted like they're such like poised for a big run and then it just doesn't work out like like you got to be ultra talented and things just got to work out and things got to mm-hmm. go your way uh but yeah uh that 2010 team was really good uh, that record was crazy. I think they went like 55 and 8 or something like so, that. So, I have it pulled – before we move on, I have it pulled up 55 and 10, Ben. 55 Jesus. and 10 with their record that year. And two yeah. of those losses were in the Super Regionals. So, they were 55 and 8. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 33 and 7 yeah. at home. 18 and 2 well, on the road. Well, they lost – they lost a, a game in the Regional to Calder Charleston, too. Okay. Wow. Three so, of their losses were in the postseason. So they're regular. They're um. Okay, they nine nine point three runs a game. Uh, four four point two they gave up. Your RPI was number three. Wow. I mean that's insane. I mean they won. Oh my lord! One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. They won 26 of their last 27 games before conference tournament. Well, I, I just want to take the time to say, Dimitri, congrats. I, I didn't know you could count that high. So all of our listeners got to listen to you count to 25. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's unbelievable. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, let's Not do this. So talented team, man. Yeah, let's let's do this. Um, we're gonna because Coastal is one of the teams on our weekend preview. I, we want you to stick around and do our our weekend preview, um, talking about some of the biggest series across. So Coastal has a huge series coming up, and it's against Texas State, who we have ranked number one in our mid major poll. Wait, hold we're on, gonna hold on. we're gonna save that one for last. Now I'm kind of teasing a little bit here, but wait, um, ben, don't you want to don't you want to run through the midweeks with him? Just kind of hear his opinion on something before we get yeah, into the I mean, preview. yeah, we can. I mean, there wasn't any, like, there was a few things that were notable in the midweeks, but all in all, kind of. I want to hear his opinion on some of these things. Okay, let's do it. So you go ahead and lead us off then with the uh, the midweek recap. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the game result, you know, Wake Forest. We call, hey, by the way, we call Wake Forest Wake Forest. Yeah, they can swing it. Rightly so, yeah. <laughs> they absolutely yeah. smack. Um, Let's talk about your boys from Coastal. They absolutely steamrolled Clemson. That felt good, didn't it? Yeah, I. That was a that's big time. Like you said, mm-hmm. they kind of they got off to a good start, and then they kind of struggled with UNC, and then kind of had a weird scenario with the ULM series, and uh, that was really big for them to come out and swing it and uh, Jeez, and man, get some they... momentum going to Texas State, like you said, because they've been playing some some good baseball, man. <laughs> they they were but, barreling um, balls the whole game. It was insane. They, they yeah, um, but so this is what I was going to talk about first before we get into anything else. I don't know if you saw the video. Grand Canyon and Arizona State have this new rivalry, just like Texas and Texas State. They have a new rivalry this year. I don't know. Did you see that video we posted? Yeah, I actually sent it to a group text of some of my coastal buddies, and I was like, "This can't be real, right? Like, what's this kid saying?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you can't. He stayed after that. they lost. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. So that that whole interview was after they lost. He basically said we should never lose to them. They don't belong on the same field. But after losing, and I'm just sitting here like, dude, 
You you what are you doing? After getting throttled. Yeah. Jeez. And like that's, that's like just South pure Carolina arrogance. Staying, that's like South Carolina staying coastal doesn't belong in the same field as us. And you're just sitting there like, dude, what are you talking about? Like what what are you saying? Yeah, I I I assume that uh Bloomquist, who's the new coach there, uh mm-hmm. wasn't very happy about that. Um because he played Bloomquist actually played with my brother Chris when he was with the Dimebacks and he was doing some uh like uh you know was, was a, a rover with the Dimebacks when I was so I met him a couple times awesome guy I think he's gonna do good really good things there yeah but, I like uh, that hire too man uh tough tough look to say it after the game like I can see him saying it before the game being like oh you know it's a midweek like we we you know because you know how it is like a lot of those teams try to you know think of those guys as their little brother like mm-hmm. you know little brothers coming to town like we're just gonna hang out with little brother and treat him you know bully him around a little bit uh but what we talked about earlier college baseball is getting so good man like kids are getting better at a younger age kids are going different paths the portal like teams are just so much better like that's like when we talk about only one team can win like you see all how great all these power five schools are and then you know, you're seeing people like Grand Canyon and Campbell and Liberty yeah, that are too. just like climbing and climbing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like college baseball is just getting so much better overall, which is such a good thing for the sport. Like, oh, no kids, doubt. Kids are getting, yeah, kids are getting Mercer, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. on the rise. Like, kids are getting so much talented at a younger age. Like, when I was, I went, I was at Coastal Down this weekend and, uh, you know, I'm like, gosh, man, these guys are like way more talented than, than I was at their age. Like, <laughs> The player development's been crazy. You're right. I mean, dude, 95 is the new 90 now in college. I mean, a a typical Good Friday night guy when I was in college was 88, 92, 93. Mm -hmm. You know? And that 88, 92, 93 range was like pretty Good Friday night, good stuff, good breaking ball, can command it. Your Saturday or Sunday guys were just 88 bottom up guys. Now it's like Friday night 95, 97, Saturday guys 90, 94. And then your Sunday guy, he might be a project, if you will, just super raw, whatever, 9094 as well. In most of these big schools. Yeah. I mean, Campbell's rolling them out. These schools, half these schools are rolling out 9095. Like it's normal. Yeah. And and yeah. BYU you, BYU, I know they're maybe not like completely mid-major, Gonzaga. but uh BYU and Gonzaga have six or seven guys on the team that throw 95 plus, which is insane. I just couldn't imagine hitting that every week. But um, what, let's talk. Let's talk about the Louisiana Tech LSU series. So Louisiana Tech, not series. Sorry, midweek. Louisiana Tech beat LSU earlier in the year, of course, in that crazy game at the Love Shack in, in Ruston. Um, but the I, I'll be honest, I fell asleep. I didn't watch the game, but I watched the highlights that you were posting, Dimitri. And how pissed was LSU? Like the the players and the fans were pissed to see them lose again to Louisiana Tech in a midweek. And once again, it was LSU's terrible defense that kind of cost them. Um, so It wasn't so much defense. It was more just stupid. Like, we know how baseball is. Physical mistakes, everyone can handle them. Mm-hmm. You know, you work on it, you move on. But mental mistakes drive coaching staff and even teammates insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. It drives me crazy. Like, you, you, they tried to squeeze. Didn't work. Guy got in a rundown, got picked off, whatever. It was just, it's just boneheaded mental mistakes. You, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
yeah, I I was the same way. I was kind of capping your uh, your 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 tweets and your videos, and don't get don't get like anyone don't fool anyone for a second. The law tech's gross. Like they're mm-hmm. really good. Uh, but uh, like you said, I don't understand the, the squeeze with God in third. Like uh, like I don't, I don't get it. Uh, One out. Yeah. Uh, I take your chances with you know a guy LSU swinging it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I do. I really like, I really like Jay Johnson. Um, you know, I spoke to him a couple of times when, cause he was at Arizona mm-hmm. when we played them. So I had spoken with him a couple of times during that series and like, seemed like such, I, I've heard nothing but great things about him from guys that have played uh, under him. So I think that that's like, if you're going to make it outside hire to move, like keep LSU going, like that's like a really good hire. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he builds a great program. Great. And and it was so funny. Let me let me piggyback off this. He was so pissed at his his pitching staff going oh, in. About to say, yes, yeah. After yep. after last weekend, he said he's like, Yeah, we're gonna have uh on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, our starting pitchers are TBD, TBD, and TBD. You can write that down. We don't know who's gonna be throwing for us, basically. So and he was like, yeah, and he was like, yeah, um, nobody can give us six or seven innings right now. I can't ask that of them. It's not fair to our pitching staff to ask them to go six innings right now. TBD everything. I'll let you guys know. And I'll just like, wow, <laughs> that's not good at yeah. LSU. That's I not love good... that so much. I, mm-hmm. That's like one of my favorite things about college baseball is like just the hot takes from coaches. Like that's mm-hmm. such a hot take, like in the moment emotion. And I love every second of it. <laughs> they don't yeah, have that coaches speak like in the big leagues and pro ball well, is like they know what to say well in, in college baseball the head coach is the gm the manager the player development like he has his hands in every single decision so he can say whatever he wants he doesn't have to undermine anybody in the front office and i love everything about college baseball coaches because they really do say what's on their chest and they're not scared because it's their program so um but yeah exactly. I mean, we, a lot of talk times about, they're talking to their media guy you know <laughs> yeah exactly right so the media guy that they probably hired too. And uh, it's just, it makes it so much more interesting. But um, other than that, I mean, we, we talked about how Texas state and Texas have a big rivalry now in the midweeks. We uh, Grand Canyon, Arizona, Louisiana tech LSU is right up there. I mean, two fan bases that are super passionate and two teams that are really, really talented that really hate each other's guts. So I love this whole mid major versus power five midweek rivalries gives us a lot of entertainment as, as, fans and, and watchers sorry i just got really pissed off i just got a notification that gonzaga just lost my bracket's done now wow oh wait oh in march madness gonzaga just lost arkansas, arkansas. beat him holy crap man i thought the wow. sec was trash i, I was mean not... damn it man the must bus the must bus goes on we have our fantasy draft we have we do march madness bracket and whoever wins gets first overall pick in the draft no. And so I love that. Now. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Hey, yeah, that's hey, a, so that's I a great idea. Like that. If you want to take that, yeah, yeah. use it next year. Yeah. The best. I might, it's yeah. If thing. you want to take that, I might take that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's do this. We uh, we go in for fifty minutes, which is perfect timing. Um, let's do this. Let's preview the weekend because we have set, uh, six series that we are really really intrigued with, and of course now that conference play is start and every single conference I believe except for. Maybe not the Big Ten yet. Um, it, we, we finally get to see like what teams are really made of. No more weak non-conference schedules or super hard non-conference schedules. 
uh, it's always much easier to compare college baseball teams to teams in their own conference. So the six series that we're going to be picking from, Virginia goes to Wake Forest, Coastal goes to Texas State, Tennessee plays at Ole Miss, Texas plays at Texas Tech, UCLA plays at Arizona, and Maryland plays at Dallas Baptist. So the way we really do this, uh, Connor, since this is your first time, every week we always try to get a guest speaker on. Uh, we had Dallas Braden on a few weeks ago. We had um, Brent Rooker on two weeks ago. And we kind of you, – you guys kind of – the guest pickers go against us. And Dimitri has been awful this year. I've been good. I'm which is awful. I'm 500. Awful, what the hell are you talking awful, about? Awful this year. What the hell are you talking about? Dimitri, Dimitri whooped me last year, so I'm 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 in first place right now, which is a miracle. Um, but you're basically all you're doing is picking the the series winner. I'm sure you can probably put two and two together. You know who wins best two out of three, and uh, we we tally up the scores and the records and make a graphic after that and post it. So you don't want to put up an 0 six week like I've did a couple times last year, uh, because our fans will really chirp you. So just heads up. Yeah, it might it might happen. Let's not let's not. Uh... <laughs> Hold like hold, go against that because it's definitely like you said it's happening it'll happen again. But you gave me two two teams that I I got some some knowledge on the shots and the turf. So yeah, and and that's what we always try to do with our guests. We always try to give them um you know their wherever they played college baseball their school in one of the uh, six series and it just worked out that this is probably the best mid major matchup: Coastal Carolina and Texas State. We're gonna save that one for last. Yeah. Um, just cause we kind of, we, we know where you're going to put your Lee Corso headgear on there, but, or at least we hope so. <laughs> um, He's got the shirt on already. Yeah. But let's start with yeah, this. I know, series. I was gonna say, yeah. Let's start with this series right here. Cause you said before the show, you had some ties with the pitching coach at Maryland. Um, so Maryland, probably the favorite actually hands down the favorite to win the big 10 right now. I have them projected to host a regional. They, they have a huge series this weekend in Dallas against Dallas Baptist. Uh, which we call Dallas Bombers University, just because everyone there can one through nine can hit just hit bombs. So it's a tough non-conference on the road matchup against a team that was three outs away from going to Omaha last year. I personally am a huge Dallas Baptist fan. I know that you have ties with the pitching coach at Maryland, which you can talk about, but I'm going to go with Dallas Baptist just because they're at home. And I, I think that they're finally starting to click on all cylinders. So it's me now. Yeah, we'll you go you next, and we'll save we'll save Connor right, for last. Right. Um, I really want to pick Maryland here because, like, big school's going to small school, but Maryland. I mean, dude, they've had good players. You know, I don't even know why I'm trying to explain myself here. Give me Dallas Baptist. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, to go off what you're talking about, that was one of the things. Uh, so people that want to know the connection uh so my best friend growing up uh high school and everything then we played at coastal together mike morrison who we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. was our closer in the 2016 team um uh is now the new guy at maryland after uh the previous coach left and went to wake uh and i do love what rob Vaughn and those that staff mm -hmm. has going on there uh i think they're going in the right taking steps in the right direction um sneaky sneaky might be top top five best three weekend arms in the country you're not wrong you're i looked at their stats sneaky their starters might, are legit yeah. mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and they're, fin- they're finally going into the weekend. Yeah, we're going Terps. Come on. We're going to go with the Terps. <laughs> so, I, you know, I am worried, like you said, that Dallas Baptist is known to rake, uh, mm. always swings, it, always has a great team. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Terps, man. Give me Maryland. Give them in the – this is their spring break trip, their warm weather, get down to Dallas and uh, and, <laughs> and hit some baseball. So, uh, I mean, you know, I'll be honest. I, I think Dallas Baptist is going to win, but I'll be rooting for Maryland just because I want to see a team in the Big Ten host a regional. I always think that just all in all is great for the game of college baseball. Uh, Michigan's done it. Indiana's done it. Minnesota's even done it. Uh, I love seeing teams yeah. – um, up up there, host regionals because I just think it brings more fans to this to the sport. All righty, so Connor's phone just overheated, so no big deal. We just uh, did a little cut action here, edited it up for the podcast. But the next series here, I mean, this is a uh, just classic two teams. Both have won national championships this decade. Well, I guess not this decade, but in the 2010s. Our boy Kenny Oyama is playing against Arizona, who was the runner up in 2016 to the Coastal Carolina National Champions. Um, we just had Oyama on, man, and, and he was one of the coolest guys in college baseball, if not the coolest guy. Uh, I would I would hate to pick against him. He seemed very confident in this Bruins team to go into Arizona and win this series. So I'm riding with our short king, Kenny Oyama. Give me UCLA. So... Ben, we talk about this every damn time we have UCLA on on the board. Which team is going to show up? Is it the team that's going to lose two out of three at home to whoever the hell they're playing? Or is it the team that's just going to freaking steamroll a top five Mm -hmm. team in the country? Because UCLA literally just goes up and down. That guy, Chase Davis, did you see the video? We posted it. Freaking cargo swing. Absolute beautiful swing. Um, yeah, Arizona gives up bombs. 15, Arizona gives up 15 runs a game, and they score 15 runs a game. So it's a matter of a you know a bad third strike call bails them out of a bases loaded jam. That's the only way they're gonna not give up 15. So damn, this is this is a hard one. This is probably one of the harder ones we've done. This, this. Give me Arizona at home. Yeah, I was literally about to say what you word for word i saw <laughs> videos of arizona's on the, the midweek game and just absolute just nukes just mm-hmm. nukes but, yeah and then uh you know you like you talked about ucla like when they're in houston just kind of up and down and then mm-hmm. they show up and just look like a completely different team uh I'm just I'm going to Arizona simply because they're at home. Simply because they're at home. That's it. Yeah. Tilt the tilt the meter with the home field. And and actually, it's not a bad idea to go Arizona here because I know the UCLA ba- or baseball players are going to stay up and watch this UCLA basketball game about to start. <laughs> so they're going to be up until like one in the morning uh, before a Friday night. So um, I could I mean honestly, I'm going to UCLA for for Kenny Oyama. And I think they are talented enough to easily beat Arizona. They are good. No question. But, yeah, no question. but which team is going to show up? It's them and uh, University of Florida are the two biggest roller coasters because they could beat any team in the country but also lose to any team in the country. And it's it's embarrassing, but, I mean, it is what it is. Um, next, next series here is probably what a lot of people are going to have their eyes on across the country. Um, it's a top five matchup. 
Tennessee is playing at Ole Miss. Tennessee has looked like the number one team in the country all year. They're 19 and one. They put up a lot of runs and oh yeah, they have a great pitching staff as well. Um, let me let me ask you this before we dive into it. What would you do if if you saw Ben Joyce throwing 104 miles an hour at you? Like you're the hitter. What's your approach? Hey, that's a that's a you just got to swing out of hand and hope it's in the zone right there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you can do about it. Just swing I right mean, when you swing. I mean, how much can you shorten up? How much can you shorten up? You can only shorten up so much. Exactly. Like that's where you just are hoping that he throws <laughs> something in the zone and like you can get some form of barrel on it. You don't even yeah. care if you get jammed. You just want it like – you, you just want, don't want to get you, hit. Can you even see? I mean, after what mile? What after what number do you basically not see it? I faced a couple like one hundred two. I think is like the quickest I've seen, and you can see it, but it looks like a ping pong ball. <laughs> like it's just like you can see it in the air, but it's just so small and so quick. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just so. It, so it when, okay, so you've seen one hundred two. You just said you saw one hundred two. Yeah, we saw uh, – we actually, my freshman year, we played uh, Oklahoma in the Virginia Tech Regional. Jonathan Gray hit John one Gray, or two yep. And then I saw a couple in the Pro Bowl, a couple Latin guys. <laughs> so you, you you see it out of the hand, like everything, but it just goes like – it just gets on you. So, what, I mean, yeah, what you're, you're, you're basically – you're projecting where the ball's going to be out of the hand almost. Exactly. You're just – like, it's it's basically just a guess. Here's a question. You, like, you check swing on fastballs a lot, right? Oh, yeah, because you got to be ready to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Here, here's a question. Swinging. What's harder to hit, a 102-mile-an-hour fastball or one of those 93, 94-mile-an-hour sliders that they also have? You know what I'm saying? You, a guy throwing that hard has some sort of 90-plus-mile-an-hour slider. Dude, uh, it's – the amount of – like, it's getting to the point now where a lot of those guys, like – even guys nowadays will be 90, 93, but they're throwing an 88 mile an hour slider. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of guy you don't want to see. Uh, it's like, it's like uh, trending for the Dodgers. Like mm-hmm. you're getting guys nowadays that are Gross, understanding how dude. to just go both ways and just bully you. Like hitting eventually is going to get to the point where like, if you're hitting 220, 250, like you're having a <laughs> great year. <laughs> Good year. Yeah. No more 300. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm not even a hitter, but give me 98 and flat over 90, 92 with sink. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the running joke on the podcast is I always say my freshman year, I, I got to face Walker Bueller when he was at Vanderbilt, and he was throwing 95, and it looks like 105. I never saw the ball. I mean, I got jammed. I was a left-handed hitter. I got jammed so bad that it was like a five-hopper to third base, and I was like, I don't know if I could ever hit 95. Like, you don't, I, didn't, I never yeah. saw it. I just swung, and, I mean, it was you – know, man. You face that, you know, where they're 90, 95, and it feels like you're hitting a bowling ball against mm-hmm. them. And then, you know, like you say, you face the 95 to 100 guy, and you see it even better just because it's quick and it's not heavy or mm-hmm. getting on your moving or anything. It's, baseball is such a weird thing, man. Yeah, isn't you have to play it to understand it, really. Isn't it so crazy to think about? I tweeted this the other day, but a guy throwing 103 miles an hour is already in such a small class of his own. A- how many yeah. people can throw one to three? He's on academic and athletic scholarship at Tennessee. I mean, like, like it's just it, blow, it blows my mind. He's in such an elite class of talent. Yeah. 
and he's freaking going to class, you know, throwing 103 on Tuesday <laughs> midweek. And then he's going to class. Gotta go to his 8 he's got to make yeah. sure he has the 3.0 GPA, 2.5 to keep his <laughs> academic money. And I'm just sitting here like, dude, what are we doing? That's funny, man. That's yeah, actually like hilarious. Said, maybe a handful of guys in the world that can do mm-hmm. that. You're right. That's what I'm saying. That's like you yeah. saying Bolt is in class or Michael. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. crazy to think about. Yeah. But uh, going back to the series, I mean, Tennessee goes to Ole Miss. Um, man, every bit of me wants to say, let's go Tennessee here. Let's let's keep this thing rolling. But I will say Ole Miss is going to be fired up to play this weekend. They they were the number one team in the country officially last week, and they kind of soiled that away. Um, they still are number one. Are they the still way. number one? Okay, I thought They're they might have dropped one. to number two. But, you know, that place is uh, – Swayze Field's going to be rocking. It's going to be sold out. Beer's going to be flying around everywhere. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna take Ole Miss, even though this is not an upset ranking-wise. I, I classify this as an upset. I'm going to take the Rebels um, just because I don't – you know, Tennessee's won 19 of the first 20. At some point, they gotta they got to go down. You know what I mean? They, they, they can't stay up all year. Hey, that place is going to be popping. The beer is going to be flowing. Beer showers everywhere. I mean, that stadium is going to be full. Lane Kiffin throwing out first pitch against his old school. And we know we, I love Lane. I mean, he's going to go out there freaking his charismatic self. <laughs> um, but this Tennessee team, I mean, Ben, when you look one through nine through that lineup, there's no holes. None. There's zero no holes. Pitching, I mean, they have a freshman on Friday night, Chase Byrne. I mean, it, it's literally a lethal slider. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch a YouTube video of his No, slider. yeah, I've seen it. It's crazy. I mean, it's 94-95. Just, then he has a wipeout slider, and he's a freshman. I mean, and then they have, obviously, 103 out of the bullpen. They have a lefty. We call him the mayor of Knoxville. He's got the meanest little stash. Yep. Yeah, big flowing hair. Yep. Freaking throwing, like, 88-91, which is, to me, is, Great for a lefty, but in this day and age, oh, that's average. You know what I mean? He's good. Their Saturday guy's good. Um, what's his name? He's like 98, 97, 98. He might be their best pitcher, to be honest. I, I forget his Holland, name, too. Hollander. Chase, Chase Hollander. I, I don't remember how to say his name. Give me, ten- <coughs> Give me Tennessee, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm – Demetri, I'm with you, man. Like, everything <laughs> to me wants to take Ole Miss – because mm-hmm. it's going to be a joke. Like, I just want to see the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be like a college football game. Like, it's going to yes. be nuts. But I – man. First I SEC watched, series of the year at home. I watched, you know, ten, most of those games Tennessee played in the Houston uh, – classic Or the Shriners mm-hmm. Classic. And uh, I love Beck, man. I think that guy can really play. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm going to go Tennessee on the road, which I don't like, but – I just think they're so talented, man. I think that group coming back off of being in Omaha oh, last year, mm-hmm. like I think they're a little more seasoned and, you know, got a little more uh, chip on their shoulder. So I'm going yep. to go with, go with the Vols. Yeah. Well, I was going to add one more thing on that Tennessee team. Like when you have that, when you have talent, that much talent on team and experience, where a freshman can come in and be a Friday night guy on an old team, it's 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 really it's, it, it can be special because the, it reminds me a lot of that 2017 really- Florida Gators team where it was the perfect mix of guys that had been there, done it, been to Omaha, whatever, and then they had an incredible freshman class that came in and stepped up. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, this could be a national championship team easily for the Volunteers. Yeah, that's a great comparison. They're, they're the number one team yeah. in my book. D1 baseball might have them in number four, five, six. Whatever. That's why I'm saying this, like me picking this Ole Miss feels like an upset. Ole Miss is the number one team in the country and they're at home. And I'm saying it would be an upset for them to beat Tennessee, which is crazy <laughs> to think about. But um, yeah, I'll definitely be watching all 27 innings, hopefully more than 27 innings this weekend on that. Um, next series here. It's kind of wait. I mean, hey, I got I got to say something. Did you if you want extra inning, can Ben Joyce go? Can he finish the ninth and ten? I don't uh, think he's got more than one inning yet. I, I don't. I yeah, don't I don't think, think he's thrown more than one either. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think Vitello he... trusts him enough, dude. He throws on the midweeks, dude. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> There's something that Vitello doesn't trust because he doesn't throw very often. But when he does, it's fun to watch. Um, but let's go to let's go to Virginia at Wake Forest. Virginia's just right there with Tennessee in my book, as far as playing just perfect baseball all year. They're also 19 and one, I want to say, and they go to wake forest or rake forest as we call it. And they get a little bit of Rhett louder on Friday night. Who's been probably, one of the, yeah. yeah, I would say the most impressive Friday night guy, at least off the top of my head. Um, and wake forest. I mean, those guys, I would put them in Tennessee up as the two best, offensive teams in the country and i don't think maybe arizona a close third but this is one of those series where i've been back and forth you know is virginia going to continue to play the best baseball is jake geloff going to continue to win the triple crown in college baseball um as far as home runs rbis and uh batting average and i don't know man just something something screams wake to me they're going to win this series but at the same time i saw them play at florida state a couple weeks ago and they looked pretty bad so this is, this is Virginia's like first true, true mm-hmm. tough matchup. It is. Um, but I'm going to take the Cavaliers. I think Virginia they're you know, they were in Omaha too, which people forget about. They, yeah. they were in Omaha last year and, and actually made some noise. And, um, and this is a very veteran club that similar to Tennessee got to come back or start this season with the Omaha experience. So I'm going to take Virginia. Um, I think that they are, Definitely a top five team in the country, maybe the best non-SEC team in the country. And uh, I, I expect them to kind of take care of Wake Forest and kind of the miracle, not miracle run, but the the hot run that Wake Forest has started this season with as well. I know how this goes. I'm going to pick the team that's going to be the other one. I, I just know this, <laughs> this, this is the series that's going to happen. Florida State went to Wake and beat them. Mm-hmm. Then Wake goes to Georgia Tech and beats them. I'm going to play a little little pattern here, IQ test pattern. I'm going to take the Wake Forest lose two series at home. Do they lose back to back series at home? I don't think so. Give me give me Wake give me Wake Forest. They're not losing two series at home. Wow. Dude, I think this might be like the hardest of the six series to pick mm-hmm. because like you're saying, Virginia's played so good all year and they've looked really good doing it. And then, you know, Wake just absolutely smashes. But then, like you said, they, you know, drop some games at home. You know, they go down to Coastal. They got no hit for seven innings or That's eight right. innings. Like they got no hit for mm-hmm. eight innings. Eight. And uh, like – <laughs> Because 
I don't. Is, this is like a toss up for me. Like this is literally a flip of the <laughs> this coin. This is the one we pick. It's going to be the other one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just going to go Virginia just because I think they've played a little better lately. I, I mean, I don't know how true that is because Wake is coming off the big series win. It's just they beat I Liberty in the midweek at Liberty. Yes. Yeah, and did it pretty pretty cleanly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh. This one scares me because, like, it's literally my – this was, like, the hardest one to pick that we talked about. I agree. 100% I agree. I I, I wanted to go back and forth. I mean, I can make a case to pick Wake Forest. I can make a case to pick Virginia. I'm just going to take Virginia and just – man, I want to switch now, but I'm not going to. I'm taking (laughs) Virginia. That one's tough, though. But I think this is a good – this is a good series to watch because – it's going to kind of separate whether both of these teams are going to be in it for the like you'll be able to tell when these two teams play against each other are they both calibered to go to Omaha are they both maybe a little overrated or is one team overrated and one's a real contender you know kind of a contender hey, versus hey, pretender next series you're pulling shit out of your ass now no no i'm just saying like this could be this could be a series where we figure out a lot about both teams and and i don't know i'll i'll be watching this one just as much as uh Tennessee and Ole Miss but uh, the, the next series here is Texas at Texas Tech. Uh, I always say it's always hard to go into Lubbock and win a series. I mean, that place is something special. And with Texas losing the Sunday guy a few weeks ago, obviously they, they have Witt and they have um, Stevens, one-two punch Friday and Saturday. No, no, Hanson. And- Hanson, yeah. Hanson. I'm sorry, Witt got hurt. Uh, I, I messed that up. Um, Pete Hanson, Tristan Stevens, I mean, two of the best in college baseball. Uh, I'm gonna go with the home team here, though. I'm just gonna trust the Lubbock Magic. Give me the Red Raiders and go with uh, Texas Tech. Wow! Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you picked Texas to not lose the series all year, so I'm um, good for yeah. you on that one. <laughs> I went against the grain. <laughs> oh man, Ben. I feel like Texas Tech is kind of like that team too. When you're when you're on them, they don't show up. When you're not yeah. on them, they come out of nowhere. Well, you remember on the first episode this year, I said Texas Tech's going to be bad this year. They're not going to be good. They lost a I lot. I said no. And, and I was completely wrong. And I could not have been more wrong. They have, uh, they've played really good baseball so far. Let me ask you this. If Texas Tech, if, if Texas Tech you know, smacks them around a little bit this weekend, do we get another horns down weekend? Oh, no doubt. 100%. No doubt. No, I mean every team does it now. The internet, the internet <laughs> loves horns down. I mean, every time we tweet a video, freaking Charleston or South Carolina beating Texas, it's straight horns down. And I'm gonna do. I'm gonna roll that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ride that train again. Give me Texas Tech. Wow. Oh man, because I I love Texas Tech too. Like I love it. I love Lubbock, and I think this is sneaky. Like best rivalries in college baseball yes. like they simply it's, do not it's like a mean one it's not a, it's like, not a nice one like it's not like a friendly rivalry where we're just gonna you know Respect play hard. They, it, like, yeah they mm-hmm. do not like each other like they do not like each other at all and i love that uh man i i want to go with the raiders too it's so hard to pick against them at home and you know hey, by the way People have had really good success fading us. So if you want to just take a win here, fade us. No, I'm going to ride with the boys. I'm going to ride with the boys. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go, like, baby. If we're, if we're going, if if we're all going down, we're going down together here. Love uh, that. 
you know, those, one of us, those, those Texas he is, Tech teams. He is one of us. Would you just look at this, Ben? Who would have thought? <laughs> those means? Texas Tech teams, especially when we were out there, super talented. And, and, you know, I just think it's like, like you said, I think there's something about that place. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with go with the, with the Red Raiders. Yep. Uh, and then here we go. Last series here. That's it's pretty no, self-explanatory. No. Oh, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, last yeah, you're last right, one. Right. Dude, I got a pen. My pen broke, so if you see this, this is just a little <laughs> ink cartridge. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, it looks like a little toothpick. But anyways, um, I mean, it's it's Coastal Carolina at Texas State. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I think Texas State is still – I know they had a little midweek slip up, um, but I think Texas State is still the best mid-major team. Of course, I have watched them play a dozen games this year on TV – and they have looked really good. Coastal Carolina, sorry, Connor, but I don't think I'd be able to pick them yet. Um, they kind of been up and fair. down this I year. Fair. Yeah. I think I think they've been up and down now. It's probably a good thing that I'm I'm taking Texas State for you because this is almost guaranteed to come back and haunt me. But give me the Bobcats. Uh, they just unblocked me from Twitter. I don't know if you saw that fiasco, but for some reason I got I got blocked from Texas State Twitter, even though I hype them up. Every wait, week. wait, wait! Did we? Did you find out why you got blocked? Yeah, I, I said the Robert Cats, and they thought it was offensive. They thought it was what? Offensive. I called them the Robert Cats, and so the Bobcats. I know, but why is that offensive? I don't know. I mean, I didn't hear it from the account directly, but I heard it from a follower that is pretty close with the athletic department. I, I can't say who, but they said it, it had to do with the Robert Cats tweet, which I thought was funny, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, where in the hell do you get offensive in Robert Katz? I don't know. You got me lost there. Um, this Ben, this is God damn it. This is another <laughs> one of those series where if I take if I take Texas State, like the the quote unquote favorite, Coastal's gonna win. I, I just know how this is. I just know how this goes again. <laughs> All right, let's see here. I've taken Wake at home. I've taken Tennessee on the road, Tech at home, Arizona home, Dallas Baptist on the home. There's no way all these teams win at home. You, dude, give me Coastal. Give me wow. the chance. Uh, give me Coastal. I think they're starting to heat up a little bit. I think they're starting to get healthy again. They were hurt when they were at Carolina, um, which, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, but when they got swept by Carolina, I tweeted dominated. Um, Carolina dominated people, yeah. all these. People you remember got, this? Yeah, they got so, okay, so, yeah. so it's becoming a it's becoming a running joke now that every time Coastal win, they all tweet like domination, like whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna ask your opinion right now. If you get swept, you you I don't care if three walk off or one walk. You got dominated. You got swept. You lost all three games. Is that fair to say? I think Let's it's be here. I think it's fair to say in a sense, uh, but as a as like you don't always feel like it, you know. Like mm-hmm. even though you lost all three, you don't always feel like it. You're like, man, like, we're just we're just like a hit or two away from you know winning that ourselves. I don't know. It's such a up or down because I've been in both spots. I've been I've been like a shot to where we should have won all three games and get swept, and then where you know they just. Kicking dirt on you all weekend. What if what if I told you this? On the flip side, the same team was on the right side of that game all three times, which means technically they dominated. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. You know what yeah. I mean? I see. Yeah, I can see both sides for sure. Yeah, I see your argument. So, 100%. anyway, yeah, coastal. They're uh, like, uh, they even got like, fired up at you though. I saw that. They were like, "Oh, we didn't get dominated. We lost two walk." I'm like, "You got swept." Like, like, like. I think I just where I draw the line. You get swept. You got dominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. I thought it was hilarious though because I saw people coming at you. So I, I was. I was ready for it. <laughs> One more funny thing from that weekend. Really funny. Quigley, or no. Quigs. They're the transfer. They're the transfer who transferred from Coastal to Chapel Hill. Yep, Shadden, yeah. PV House, right? Yeah, Shadden, yeah. Okay, so he was like, um, Quigley was like mad that weekend or something dominated. And PV House, quote tweeting, just said, go heels. Because he was like, You're all, you'll always be a chant for life you'll always be a chant in my book and he just quote tweeting goes go heels yeah hilarious i'm gonna save you some heat here too it it's the shots people are gonna get fired up for if they hear the chance it's the shots shots uh, yeah save them because yeah he's got a bad get fired up if they hear the chance it's the shots shots yeah yeah shots shots clears so yeah so dude why did you say this in the beginning Because he wanted to see was, you fail. No, I didn't want to uh, come at you and interrupt you. Uh, no, like we've been on here for an hour and 25 minutes. You could have told me <laughs> the beginning, John. You weren't, you were saying coastal earlier. You weren't, you weren't saying the, the you're shot, right, you're so right, you've been you're good. Right. You've been good. Like we'll this we'll definitely, we'll clip this little video part out and tweet it out and let everybody roast him. But um <laughs> But I, uh, I'm I assuming Connor that you, you're going to go with your boys at Coastal. Is that fair? Yeah, like you said, man. I think I think uh, you know. I'm sure you saw that Sunday matchup last week with ULM where mm-hmm. they tied 17-17, ah. uh, and then uh, they swung it well over the week at Clemson. Uh, I do think I Texas State is one of those teams that I've kind of grown more knowledge of in the past few years with Coastal mm-hmm. being in the Sun Belt, and they're just like always getting better. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like every year they like taking another step and, uh, you know, saw the big, the two big mid, uh, midweeks was Texas and was really entertained. And I think they got some super talented guys on that team, but I'm going to go with the, with the shots. You guys told me to get the ring. I'll look at it. that. There I'll it is. It. There it is. Dude, that thing uh, is sick. <laughs> yeah. They did a good job, man. Can we see the thought? Can we, yeah. Now, why'd they put a Citadel hey, logo on it? All right, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to try to like, <laughs> I'm not going to try to say anything bad because that ring looks sick, but, but I don't know why I got major Citadel vibes from it. Hey, that's what I said. Why'd they put a Citadel logo I, on it? That's funny that you say that. Uh, I don't have the good lighting, but it's pretty teal in the middle. And then we got. Uh, that's sick. That's awesome. That's our, that's Coastal Stadium, Springsbrooks. Mm-hmm. The one of the nicest, call it. one of the nicest college baseball stadiums. I need to make a trip there. Yeah, it, if, you, hey, if you need, you need to when, make a trip. Was it with all four years in that new stadium? No. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, we spent a lot of time on the bus. My first uh, two and a half years, we were building the stadium. So, uh, we would go down to Ripken in Myrtle Beach. I'm sure, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people from the southeast are – there's a yep. Ripken experience down there that's got, you know, a bunch of turf fields that mm-hmm. they play summer ball at. And then the uh, Myrtle Beach Pelicans stadium down there is, uh, I think it's high. A. It was high a for the Cubs. I think it was it still the Car- it used to be the Carolina League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't. I don't remember if they're low A now. With I they, they used now. to be low A. Now they're high A. No, I think it's 
vice versa because the yeah, Midwest League's high A now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It used to be low A with the Cub. When they no, were, it used to be high A. Used to be high, yeah, now it's low. Yeah, when they were with the Cubs, they were high, and now it's low. Yeah, yeah. So my fir- my thirteen fourteen, we played at the Pro Park while they're building our new stadium. So a lot of a lot of travel on five hundred one and sitting in traffic down there on a bus, and uh, <laughs> and then in fifteen, uh, we had the concourse and stuff built, and they were finishing up the berms and mm-hmm. uh, the boardwalk. So uh, anybody that. You'll hear it from me. Anybody that wants to go down to uh, Myrtle Beach, Springs Brooks, they call it the Palace. Awesome place to watch a game. Um, I personally am a big fan of sitting in the outfield. They got a big boardwalk with some mm-hmm. chairs and uh, a little bar overhang. Uh, yeah, I'm a big – I sit in right field in uh, my spot and uh, kind of settle in, so couldn't be a bigger advocate for it. So, Hey, I got one more question. Did you – out of high school when you were getting recruited, did you – were you one of those that wanted – were you, are you a South Carolina or Clemson? It's weird because I wasn't really big on either because my my oldest brother, Kyle, uh, was a JUCO guy, pitcher. Then he played at CFC, played some pro ball for a little bit. Uh, so he played at College Charleston for people who don't know CFC. Yeah. Um, and he was there when uh, Monty was down there before he went to Clemson. Mm-hmm. And then my middle brother, Chris, was committed to South Carolina. And then he ended up being a high school pick. So he mm-hmm. never went. But he would have been there in 2010 and 2011. So he's a Gamecock. He's a Gamecock fan. Though. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and he would have won back-to-back national championships. Yeah, he would have been a back-to-back guy. He would have been there in 10 and 11. <laughs> That's uh, sick. So, uh, but everything worked out for me down in Conway, so I'm yeah. pretty happy with it. Do you, so, give your so brothers, do you give your brothers some crap? Like, yo, I'm the only national champion here. Yeah, but he can bring it right back with he could have had two of yeah. them, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. He could have called him from Chase Field and said, like, I'm good where I am. Yeah, I was about to say, he's got eight years in the show, so I think he's okay with where he's at. (laughs) So so when it comes to college, like the fall football season, you're not really a a Tiger or a Gamecock? He's a shot. Dude, I've been a coastal guy, man. They're on the rise. Some really good teams. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, Then, like we talked about earlier, one of my uh, buddies from coastal, Tyler Chadwick, is a – Charlotte guy, 49ers. So mm-hmm. we're big 49ers fans around here. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, we experienced both. I'm outside Columbia, so growing up, we would go to Carolina games, you know, go to Clemson games. So I never really, like, developed into uh, uh, into one or the other. Yeah. Well, that's, that's dude, that's awesome. cool, man. Um, and obviously, man, for all of our, all of our guests we have on, uh, we try to get them back on and, and, can't say it enough like how thankful we are to have you and tell your side of the story for the 2016 uh cinderella story run for coastal carolina and then of course finish out the show with us and do the uh the weekend series pick them uh i know our fans are gonna freaking fall in love with you where can our fans like follow you on social media like do you have i know you have twitter of course like what's your what's your twitter twitter handle and uh where are you gonna be playing this summer uh i guess spring and summer for pro ball let them know all that so they can uh, follow you along yeah, Twitter is uh, Connor underscore Owings, and Instagram's the same. Uh, I'm a big retweeter, uh, so I don't really tweet a lot, but, you know, I'll retweet a lot of my buddies mm-hmm. that are college coaches and stuff now, you know, their scores, stuff that's going on around. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I spent two years in the Diamondbacks organization, uh, had a surgery in 2018, didn't play in 2018. Then I spent 
2019, 2021. We never talked about you had that kidney transplant. Yeah, I had a kidney transplant. Uh, oh, yeah, my mom was my donor. That. No way. My mom was my donor. Yeah. Wait, hold up. We wow. got to do this story real quick. Kind of go through that. Yeah. So uh, went through high school and everything. Uh, never had any health issues. Felt great. Uh, go down to coastal for the summer we do summer school at coastal as incoming freshmen just because you know i'm sure I, you guys do that immersion. yeah get accumulated and stuff yeah i think it's pretty routine in college baseball mm -hmm. uh gives you a chance to work out and stuff and uh i just got super sick uh i think i got food poisoning and uh just was down and out for a couple days uh started to feel a little better and still wasn't eating or anything and uh, i had come home because i'm about three hours from conway mm -hmm. and uh you know, my dad wasn't, well, I was feeling better, but my dad was like, you're not still eating. Like, let's just go to the ER and, you know, get you some anti antibiotics or something. So I go to the ER and, you know, do some blood work, end up giving me a bunch of fluids. And uh, there's uh, something called creatinine and it measures your kidney function. And uh, normal people are around one. And I was in the high fours, low fives, which is really bad. Uh, and they'd given me some IV fluids and stuff and it wasn't changing. So ended up going, getting uh, sent to the hospital and stayed overnight. And uh, they did an ultrasound on my kidneys and uh, found out my left kidney never developed or grew. It was like the size of a baby's. And uh, so my right kidney was having to, you know, kind of work twice as hard, which is fine. There's a lot of people out mm -hmm. there that only have one kidney, don't even know it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, what for whatever reason, my kidney was... Uh, um, uh, I had, uh, had to end up getting a biopsy done, which is where they go in and take a little sample out so they can see mm -hmm. what's going on. And I had what's called is FSGS, which is focal segmental glomercosis secondary. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Hey, props to you for means, knowing that. <laughs> yeah. What basically just means, uh, my kidney was having a tough time breaking down protein. So when mm -hmm. it was breaking down protein, it was breaking itself down. So basically I was ended up finding out I was like it basically in stage four kidney failure. Uh, so I was functioning around like 15, 20% and uh, got me stabilized around there and uh, got put on the transplant list. And uh, then, you know, my mom, my dad, my brother. How'd you find got, out, yeah. How'd you find out your mom with a match? Like, that yeah, so there's, yeah, exactly. So there's kind of a, a strict criteria you have to be to become a match. And, uh, you know, my mom, my dad, and uh, some other family members kind of went through that process and ended up my mom was a match, which was great for me because uh, I could kind of just ride out my, my you know, one kidney as long as possible. Yeah. So uh, I ended up uh, playing all four years at Coastal, basically like in stage four kidney failure, just just grinding it out and, uh, you know. That's awesome. Played uh, – Pretty cool, man. I uh, played every game my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Uh, never missed a game, so pretty cool that I was able to do that with Jeez. all my health stuff going on. I don't. Uh, and so, did did like the people at the College World Series? Did they know this story? I don't remember them ever talking about it. They did a, like a little one of those like thirty second clips about it. Uh, maybe okay. Nothing crazy. We tried not to. Did like, you know how they are? Like, they run with those kind of stories. They run <laughs> and hammer them into yeah, the ground. Yeah, that was kind of like where we wanted. I didn't want that to be the like the focal point mm -hmm. of you know why we were there. Uh, 
which was thankful for us. I think we had so much going on with us being there that it was kind of mm-hmm. just tied into everything else. So uh, awesome. long story short, ended up, you know, kind of getting to 2018 or 2017 that fall. Uh, you know, I never told anybody, but I was starting to feel a little draggy and stuff. And they said it was time. So uh, this year was actually four years, February 28th. Uh, with 2018 was when I had my transplant. So it's been four years, which is crazy. And you feel great. Nothing, no problems, no nothing. No, I haven't had any issues, man, which is crazy. Uh, you know, which I'm super thankful for, super blessed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I was getting I got, teary-eyed whenever you were saying that your mom was a match and she just didn't even hesitate. Like, here, take it, man. Like, that's what oh, parents yeah, are all no for. Doubt. That's incredible. Exactly. When wow. you donate a kidney, do you feel like, if, like your mom giving it to you, did she have, like, did, do people have issues when they give it away or no? I don't know how that works. Uh, you know, everybody's body's different, but, uh, you know, she hasn't had any issues. You know, they say, they say at first it's going to be harder on the donor than the receiver. Mm-hmm. for the first few weeks and yeah. uh i think we both were in rough shape for a couple weeks uh <laughs> but you know just super thankful man it's one of those things where gilly had the perfect quote for it when before i had surgery you know i was nervous and stuff and we had talked on the phone mm-hmm. and rightfully so obviously having a major surgery like that yeah. and he was just like man your mom would not want to do anything else in the world she gets to give birth to you twice here with you mm-hmm. know getting to do that so that kind of helped ease my nerves a little bit and uh he wasn't more right yeah. So, uh, so I was down and out for the 2018 season because of that. <laughs> and yeah. And then, then 2020, and, you couldn't even play in 2020 either. Yeah. So. I came back 2019 off a of kidney transplant and only had honestly like a month or so to get ready. Like I basically got cleared like a, mm-hmm. basically a year after and, uh, put together a good year and then 2020. And, uh, obviously nobody really played in 2020. Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, but this year, I'm still trying to figure some things out. Uh, I, I got a couple opportunities in the Atlantic League that yeah, I'm trying man, to decide, go for them. Which is, you know, how, to, you don't how know. old are you now? 26, 27? 27, 27. Yeah, see, I, I'm 29 going on 30 now. And I was like, man, chase it. I had so many people. I mean, I tell people all the time. You like they're always like, oh man, like what, what's your plan? What's your plan? Like, do you have any idea what you're doing? And I'm like, dude, I ain't worried about that. I'm enjoying myself still. I, I had the opportunity to. If you're not in a financial situation with a kid and a wife or whatever, like, what's the exactly. hurry, man? Enjoy, play ball, yeah. have fun with it. That's the biggest thing I tell people when they ask, you know, you know why, why you're still playing or you know stuff like oh, that. Oh, trust. I knew you got the question. That's why I said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, my biggest, my go-to answer, you know, which is truth, is I love it, man. Like, mm-hmm. I love the grind. Like, I still work hard for it. Like, you know, you I'm still working out in the morning, doing baseball stuff, mm-hmm. then working a job at night. Like, I still have a passion for it. Like, if it was getting to the point now where I was just showing up in the season, like, I knew it would be time to step away. But I still love it, man. I still want to do it. I still want to pursue it. Uh I mean, I you I were the freaking three-hole hitter for the national championship team, like less than six, like five and a half years ago. Like you got it, man. Like you have the talent. <laughs> you just need the opportunity now. You had two seasons cut short—one for surgery, one because of COVID. Like it's gonna happen. Just keep at it, man. We'll we'll definitely follow along and uh, we'll keep up with you. And make sure we know where you're at, so we can we can hype you up a little bit on Twitter. Hey, I appreciate that. And uh, I guess we'll close it out with saying what I said in the beginning. Uh, 
you guys have really taken off the last couple of years and your your coverage, man. We for all of us former players, we I assume that you guys too wish you had something like this when you were playing. That's why we started. It helps, it. Yep. You know, yep, you're helping get a lot of mid major, you know, teams out there that are really good that maybe don't have the social media or mm. don't have followers to push kind of, you know, their guys and you guys are highlighting mid major players and then you're doing interviews with guys. Uh, you know, you're really pushing the game forward. And I think a lot of more fans are going to develop because you're showing the good side of college baseball. Oh, man, we appreciate hey, that. We and... show the good and the bad. The bad is <laughs> hey, just hey, they're, entertaining. They're, yeah, but those people know. Awesome. There's a lot of bad out there. there is oh, a lot yeah. Of bad out there. <laughs> that, the, 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 imperfectness, the imperfectness of college baseball makes it just as great, though. That's why it's the uh, best sport in our opinion. But um, once again, Connor, man, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, obviously, man. you're welcome on anytime. I mean, we've, we've been on for like an hour and a half. We could I could have talked to you for three, five, or three to five hours and like not even realize it. So, um, Man, credit to you. You're really well-spoken, really knowledgeable about the game. And literally anytime you want to come back on, just literally just hop on the same link that we sent you. You can come up in the middle of the show. No one's going to say anything. <laughs> it's the same link yeah. every time. So just hop on whenever. Yeah. But We'll, of have, course, we'll have to get some more shots on here for you. There's a lot of, yeah. a lot of stories and a lot of guys that it, I know you want to speak to. So If you can get Mr. Marks on here, man, that would be a dream come true. <laughs> Anthony yeah, Marks well. is is one of my favorites. But uh, you don't. I don't. I don't think you. You know. You look at that team and, uh, like when people think of that team and you meet random people, that's like when I meet random people and they ask me the like one of the first few questions I get is, what What's Anthony Marks like? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, he's one of a kind, man, and and hopefully one day I will get to meet him. I mean, he's just. It's just but an anyway, idol. Yeah, man, appreciate it. If you ever need anything from us, let us know. Let us know. Hey, same yeah. here, guys. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, we, I mean, we don't, we don't, I mean, I would, I would love to, you know, make money off this, which, and we probably have plans on it, but we've been doing this for free. Just enjoyment, hobby, keeps mm -hmm. me busy, you know, like I just enjoy it, man. Keeps you in the game. Like, yeah, yeah. for Let's sure. Interact with people. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, congrats to you guys, man. You guys have been doing great things. So appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. All righty. So uh, this concludes the Connor Owings part, but you guys stay tuned. We got Kenny Oyama coming up next for the interview. Appreciate you guys for listening. Here is the short king himself, Kenny Oyama from UCLA. All righty, college baseball fans. You guys asked for it. We're delivering. We have the one and only Kenny Oyama from UCLA, absolute superstar, former player at Loyola Marymount, and he's joining us here today for a fun interview. Kenny, you realize how popular you are now. You're probably a top five most popular college baseball player in the country. Do you, do you know that? Uh, I mean, I guess I do now. It's you know, <laughs> something that's been you know, a long time coming, so you know, it's definitely not a bad spot to be in. Yeah, but How you've you been handling it? it super well. You've been handling it super well. Um, I mean, obviously, you went super viral back at the Houston Shriners College Classic, um, close to a miss on a couple of the videos. Um, do you kind of do you enjoy that stuff? Do you kind of stay away from social media? What's your what's your perception on the whole uh, new popularity coming your way? Um, I think it's pretty cool. You know, it's something that I haven't experienced before, and you know, you guys with your your big platform kind of put it out there and then you know here i come uh you know getting all this uh notoriety and stuff but you know i try to stay away from it as much as i can but you know it's right there in my face so you know i can't really shy from it i guess i just have to 
take it for what it is, you know. Yeah. There I am. So yeah, let's dude. let's stop. Oh, go wait. I mean, one thing, Dimitri. Let's let's not beat around the bush. The probably one of the coolest moments happened just yesterday in your game against your former team, Loyola, at Loyola, and it was a it was a place where all of the stars aligned because it was your birthday against your former team and you hit your first career college home run. And from kind of some people we've talked to that have been DMing with us, said you kind of called your shot a few a few weeks ago saying that you were going to hit a home run that day. Is that true? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I was in uh, Texas at the uh, Shriners Classic uh, in Houston, and uh, I was I met with uh, some of my boys uh, from back home. And uh, so Jake Jackson, uh, shout out to him. He goes to Baylor. I uh, went to high school with him and then Matt Volker, who's also at Baylor. Um, you know, they're my boys. And then uh, we met up for dinner and then, uh, you know, uh, Matt and Jake were saying, you know, you got LMU coming up, you know, what do you got on it? And then I said, I don't know, but I'm going to do something. So, you know, I kind of, kind of came full circle and, you know, uh, got, got a pitch I can hit and you know, I put it over the fence and it was kind of surreal. You- so. Were you did were you like every at bat? Because I I couldn't catch most of the game, but every at bat, were you like at least one or two swings? Like I'm gonna try it right here. Um, not really. I was just like sure. I've been like swinging it like you know great right now. So I've just been trying to like you know put the ball in play, and you know I was I was first pitch ready, and I, I got my pitch. So I, I, I hit it. You got well. it. You you did right. It. You got did, it. Did you know it off the bat when you hit it? You're like, oh boy, here it is. <laughs> uh. I kind of did, yeah. Um, but let's you know, go, I mean, I can't really, really pimp a home run. But uh, <laughs> I hit one in the in the winter in one of our inner squads, and it felt a little bit pretty similar to that. And I kind of, you know, I kind of, I kind of let up and started jogging before I got the mm-hmm. first. So I kind of, I kind of. Did they say anything to you after the game? Like your old coaches were they like, "Hey, congrats, man," or were they kind of uh, like, "Yeah, the, the coaches text me. They're like, it's a pretty cool thing you just did, but you know, they're proud of me." And, Stuff like that. Awesome. I got to see all my boys there. So shout out to the LMU guys. How far is that from LMU to UCLA? Like how far of a distance? Because we're both from Georgia right now. So we're on the other side of the country. Uh, honestly, it depends on the traffic. You know, the 405 can get pretty scrappy at times. So uh, usually it's like 20, 25 by bus. It's by the airport, right? Yeah, right by LAX. LAX yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'd say like 20, 25 minutes bus driving, like in a car could take 15 to 30, you know, just I was just, day. I was just out there. Um, I want to say a couple of weeks ago on the West side. And I mean, like Ben, it is so bad. The traffic we like, we got there Thursday and we were like, let's go out Thursday night. And it was just like, dude, what, what are we doing? Like the half of our trip there was kind of like just traffic. Cause we went to the Genesis, the golf tournament. Okay. Mm-hmm. After the tournament, it was like, dude, like I, I want to go home. I want to get out of here. It is so <laughs> bad how much traffic it, there is. It's a lot. It's a lot for some people. It's it can be hard to yeah. handle sometimes. Yeah. Now, how many? Uh, let, let's go all the way back to T-ball here, Kenny. How many career home runs have you hit in, in like a real game? Are we counting inside the parks or over the fence? No, over the fence. Over the. I know you probably over. have dozens of inside the park, but over the fence. Over the fence, I have one. So it was actually this past uh, summer in uh, Newport, Rhode Island. So a uh, shout out to Newport Goals. <laughs> so I got my first one there over the fence. And I think I hit about 340. Pretty pretty similar spot to where I hit it uh, yesterday. Yeah, but that was with a wood bat. Though, yesterday, right? 340? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was one bet. So I think the Fed there was three thirty at Martha's Yesterday. Vineyard. Uh, mm-hmm. at LMU, it's three twenty-one. I think to right field. So, so how I far do you it, think you hit that one? Probably at least three thirty. It cleared the. I think it went into the bottom of the tree. Yeah. Like it, it was still up there a little bit. Yeah, I got it. I got it pretty good. Backspun pretty pure, so it felt <laughs> good. Now, now is LMU? Is that the place with the giant left field wall, the blue monster? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so the blue monster. So they tried to replicate the the green monster, and it yeah, definitely, definitely I, saves a lot of home runs for sure. No doubt. No, did you did you ever play left field there and like stand next to the wall? Yeah, I actually uh, I played there. I think last night field for. I think two or three years, and then I got moved to center field my senior year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's pretty intimidating wall at times. <laughs> it looks it looks big out there, huh? No, yeah. it definitely is. Yeah. Uh, you, so I have some. Oh, go ahead, Dimitri. Go. I was just gonna say, like, going fast forwarding back to now, how did you, and did you know you were gonna go to UCLA? Like, coaches, I mean, kind of like told you, hey, you know, different direction, whatever. You kind of like had to start kind of figuring out what you want to do for your fifth year, correct? Yeah, so I, I hopped into the portal. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. I kind of just waited and got a couple offers here and there, and then they all started to pile in and started getting all those emails and stuff. And then um, UCLA hopped on, and uh, they put on a, a Zoom call for me. I think they are in the regional, too, at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, it was funny because I was like, you're talking to me, and you have a regional? <laughs> It's an honor, yeah. but you know, I'll take it. When did you yeah. go in the pool? When did you know you were going to transfer during last season? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think, I think right after season ended, I was, I was kind of told. You, know, you were in the portal. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of hop in the portal and then went from there and then got the UCLA offer and then, uh, you know, here I am. Would that Yeah, it's probably hard to tell John Savage yet. no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely would say yeah, it's, it's hard <laughs> to pass up that opportunity. Yeah. All right. So I, I came prepared. I asked some of our uh, some of our longtime listeners some questions that they wanted to ask you. Okay. So I got about five of them here. So we're gonna go kind of kind of rapid fire, but we we can explain. So what's your second best sport besides baseball? Basketball. I was. Basketball? I had I had big hoop dreams when I was young, but I, I had that epiphany. You know, I'm not I'm not tall, so you know, <laughs> my best shot to. Now, do you go to like the UCLA basketball games and, and watch that? Oh yeah, they're they're a lot of fun to watch. So they play tomorrow, yeah. right? Against yeah, they got North they Carolina, play tomorrow, North Carolina. Philly. So wow, who they play tomorrow? Uh, UNC, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think UCLA can do it? I think they definitely can. Uh, I think you know they have a good shot. You know, as long as they play together, play good defense. You know, Johnny Ju saying. It, it, uh, Turned it up in the last couple of minutes against St. Mary, so mm-hmm. that's what we need him to do. You'll be, yeah, you'll be, you guys will be, you guys will be. Uh, where are you going, Arizona? Yeah, you'll be able to watch it. The yeah. team will watch it at the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Mick Cronin, and that's pretty much the same team last year that went to the Final Four. So they have the experience. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Tomorrow, I'm, I'm kind of a sports gambler. I like give out picks and stuff. So I would definitely hey. hammer UCLA. Hey Ben. <laughs> Do you remember? So we both went to Mercer. I don't know if you were familiar. We both went to Mercer. He went after. He doesn't me. know what Mercer is. There's no shot. West Coast people Mercer know Cameron? what Mercer is. <laughs> no. He, um, do you know? You know Mercer. Come on now. Yeah. No. Okay. Hey, 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 some people. A lot. Hey, you'd be surprised. A lot of people don't know. But my ju- Ben, I think I want to say it was my junior year. We were at Jacksonville, 
when we beat Duke. We had we had just um, finished our game. We were at the hotel. At, no, we were at Buffalo Wild Wings, and we and when we upset Duke. And hey, Mark, no free sponsors. We, you were at a wing <laughs> restaurant. Wing restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, yeah. I mean, what was I going to say? Oh, so second best sports basketball by far. Um, all right, next question here. What MLB field do you want to play at? Like, what's the number one on the list? Oh, man, it's a tough one because I've, I've played at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, it's one that East. you haven't already played at. Yeah, you played yeah. Houston, played at, at Dodger Stadium. Uh, I'd say either Yankee Stadium or the Fenway. I think those are the you already played. Five. You've already played at Fenway for four years. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> West Coast, West Coast Fenway. All right, here we go. Hang on, Ben. Hold on. I okay. gotta. Speaking of the Dodger Stadium, why didn't you guys play the Dodger Classic this year? I'm not sure. I think that was just. I think that was they, Savage's call, but you know, I'm, I'm not sure. But I, I know they have played there in recent years. Yeah, because that's like one of my favorite early season tournaments. That Dodger Classic, UCLA, USC, and then whoever else comes out west. I think Michigan yeah. does it or somebody. Yeah, I think I think last time they had it was Vandy and I think TCU. TCU, yeah. 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 yeah, I think I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, and it was broadcast yeah. on MLB Network. Which it, I love it. It's a good tournament, good preseason All tournament. Right. All right, here we go. Next question: What size bat do you use? Are you a thirty-one or a thirty-two? I or use a thirty-three thirty. No way, really. Yeah. The, the yeah. guy that sent me this question said there's no way he uses a thirty-three. <laughs> I use a thirty-three Easton D five. Wow, breaking news! Uh, I love uh, that. Man, we got to reveal. We kind of got to re- reveal who that is because that's that's. <laughs> I, I don't want to throw him it's a valid question I, I completely i completely get it yeah um you guys swing what easton is that right we do yeah easton do, do you like the easton bats i do yeah i, I like them I, mean, I, I feel like i found some comfort in them i remember the when you, easton first came out with the bb core they were the worst bats but they've they've really turned it up since then oh yeah would you use the loyola easton uh they had marucci so a little biased, but I think the Cat Seven is probably top top three bats in the game. Really, I, I I think it's probably one of the most balanced juice bats that I've I've swung in my life. So I used to swing the Cat Five back in the day. It was wow. all white, had some wow. juice, man. <laughs> You're right. Oh, yeah. Those bats were <laughs> something else. Yeah. All right, here we go. White XO. That ball, that bat would freaking what do you call it? Spring ball just flew off that thing. That bat but I was BESR. Oh, oh! You're talking like 2009, buddy. That's a long time. Dude, ago. dude, I'm old, man. I, <laughs> I high know. school, we BSR. I know, I know. Um, what's, what was your recruitment like, uh, LME? Were there any other schools going after you out of high school? Um, did you consider junior college? This is a junior college guy that asked me this question. So we know junior college is really big over in California. Um, but how was like recruitment to LMU? Um, I thought I thought it was pretty well. Um, it went well, honestly, for me. Um, you know, they showed interest after I think one of the Arizona tournaments, um, and I hadn't I hadn't even heard of them before. But I, I didn't really have any like dream schools that you know I really wanted to play. Like I, I had to be realistic with my, you know, my goals and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to go where like I would have a, an immediate impact. And uh, you know, I took a visit there, saw a couple games. They came out to recruit. Um, watch my games and stuff. And uh, they really made me feel like, you know, that I could have an immediate impact 
um, you know, and they showed showed that to me pretty early. And then, uh, you know, the, the culture um, that they cultivated there, you know, really hit with me. And I saw how, like, close they were, you know, the grinders. They had a couple of JUCO guys there, too, um, that really, you know, made me want to go there. So I'd say yeah. you know, that, that was probably a big part of it. For yeah, sure. I mean, I love that because that's my that was my mindset. I went small school too, and you, I think you know, we make we try to promote mid majors a lot, mm -hmm. um, because when you're getting everybody wants to go to your UCLA, your USC, your Stanford, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida State, Ole Miss, the big school, and that's why everyone freaks out when they beat their ass on a Tuesday night, just because that was the school that told them they weren't good enough, you know. So mm -hmm. like when you're at Loyola and you beat UCLA, you're like. You told me I wasn't good enough, and it feels better. It's just, it's like, it's more to it than just baseball. It's like oh, a yeah, life definitely. thing. Like, so, like, I love that you kind of have that same mindset because I try to tell kids all the time go where you're wanted, go where you're going to play. They have 30 guys sitting on the bench, all really good players that could be a number one somewhere else, could be more appreciated mm -hmm. somewhere else. I'm like, make sure you really want to go there before, mm -hmm. you know, you throw away the small schools on the back burner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Um, now, you played in how many regionals at LMU? Was it two? Uh, I think just one, 2019. It was uh, actually sure. at UCLA, too. Who, who else was in that? Because I'm trying to remember. That was the first year we did the podcast, and it was the year after I graduated from Mercer. So it was – you guys were a three seed, and then – I think so, yeah, three seed. And who, who, who were the other two teams? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was Baylor and Omaha. You know what? Yeah, I actually do remember that. I had a buddy at Baylor that year. Um, and UCLA ended up, let's see, they lost to Michigan, right, in the Super Regionals that year? Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they got they got caught with Michigan's hot hot postseason. Mm -hmm. um, um, so kind of tell us about your regional experience. You know, was it different to you? Was it was it fun or did you kind of upset that you guys lost? Like, What was what was kind of your experience like that? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, honestly, it was it was great to see you know, all the LMU alumni come out and support and stuff, and we had huge crowds and stuff, and on TV and all that glitz and glam, and it was it was a lot of fun. Honestly, like I was, I we'd go back to the hotel room and I'd be like all antsy, not being able to sleep because I'm so excited to play the next day. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how it was, but I, I enjoyed it. You know, I look back on it and you know I appreciate it for what it is even though we lost, but, you know, it's a learning lesson for all of us, but you know, it's, it's something I can look back on and, you know, appreciate. For sure. Did you come East at all with Loyola? Did you guys play on the East coast at all? I think or the farthest we went was Louisiana Lafayette. That was, mm, that, how, was that was a fun weekend. How, how was that? We, we talk about that as being one of the craziest environments just because of the fans there. They, oh, yeah, uh, definitely. It's just a different, it's a different world. In fact, on the first episode, uh, was it UC Irvine that opened the season, Dimitri, yep. at Lafayette? Yep. Ir Irvine yeah. went down there. And I, I, I said on the podcast, I said, listen, these Irvine boys want nothing to do with Lafayette, Louisiana. It's just a different culture down there. Um, and Lafayette ended up winning two out of three. So that's a tough place to play, especially being – if you've never seen Louisiana before, oh, I mean, it's a uh, – it's culture shock almost. <laughs> hey, I have another question for you from a follower. He's a UCLA fan. Mm. And he 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 we we talk to him all the time. He like knows a lot about West Coast baseball. He really follows it. He claims I don't want to say he claims, but 
he thinks you're lying about your 5'4 height on your UCLA website. Are you 5'2 or 5'4? It's like a big question. So, <laughs> and I, I had a feeling this was going to pop up. So I am 5'4. And so funny thing is, like, I like to mess around with my heights a lot. So I think my freshman year summer ball, uh, I was in Percival, Virginia. Uh, in the Valley League, and I put 4'11 for my height. Oh. <laughs> Ended up having oh, no. a pretty good summer. Had an article written about me and all that stuff, and then, you know, 5'2", 5'2", whatever, and then 5'4". I was like, might as next, well, my last year, might as well just put my height. So Next year you should put, like, or whenever you get to pro ball, just put, like, 5'10". <laughs> I could put the Altuve 5'9". Uh, yeah, if I know. You were, hey, if you were on a dating app, do you put 5'4", or do you put a little taller? Like, wait, how you feel about that? Could girls are toxic with that stuff i just don't put it all i don't even worry about it you know if they like me i hear you great but you know if not then no worries <laughs> listen if, listen if height is the deciding factor with a girl you're, you're going way too wrong there um but yeah i mean like so i'm i'm from houston and born and raised there and i used to work for the astros for a summer and altuve claims to be five nine i'm telling you he's no taller than five three he's a legitimate six inches shorter than that but i, I, um, I feel like we're pretty close in height you need you guys need to meet each other. I feel like you guys are very similar players. Um, as far as like speed, just can play anywhere on the field. Like I don't know. I think we, we we're uh, we're we're owned by Apollo, not owned, but we're partnered with Apollo Media, and they're a Houston-based sports media company. So we got a lot of ties there with Altuve. They can they can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Um, let me ask you this now: watching Altuve play, see the kind of power he had, is it like almost like un- unbelievable? Because yeah, like, I, I can't say it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's definitely pretty crazy. Like, I think it's, I think it's, is he Puerto Rican? Uh, Venezuelan, I think. Venezuelan. Yeah, Venezuelan. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I think they do something a little different over there. So he's got, <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a genetic thing. No doubt. Could you, no. could you picture yourself? Okay, let's just say you were right-handed parking balls on top of that freaking train track. I mean, you were there. You were just there at the Shrine. I was there. It, and it's I, I watched a home run go over that track, and I was like, that's a moonshot. <laughs> hey, that's a it's bomb, far. dude. It's far. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so t- I have two questions written down less, uh, left, and I'm sure Dimitri has a couple more. One of them is, um, which professional athlete would you want to hang out with for a night? You know, just kick back in L.A., just do whatever. It could be football, basketball, baseball, whatever, soccer, whatever you're into. Could they be dead or alive? Ooh, let's do one dead, one alive. Okay. Uh, dead, I'd say Kobe. Oh, uh, no doubt. Because I'm, I'm a biased Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. But I'd say Kobe, uh, dead. Um, alive, probably Mookie Betts, uh, another another Dodger guy. So I, I, I love his game. And uh, I, My I, I'd roommate. hang out with him. My roommate is, or my one of my old roommates playing ball. His cousin is Mookie, um, really? and yeah, they hang out in LA all the time. He 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 said he's like one of the coolest people ever. So that's I cool. Um, all right, last question that I have. So and this is so cliche, like so cliche, <laughs> and I feel so bad asking this, but uh, you're at a dinner table with four celebrities, dead or alive. Who are you picking? Oh. Who are I'll like go, four? I'll go Kobe. You can go Mookie again. I, that's, I feel like these questions are yeah. intertwined. I'll go Mookie. Wait, what was the what was the question you asked before? 
who would you just want to meet? Like, just like cel- athletes, athletes. And athletes. This is no, all. This is celebrity. Okay, all celebrities. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I'd say Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. Ooh, because they're you know the top top athletes in their sport. Mm-hmm. No, no TikTok stars in LA. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking athletes here, right? No, it can be any kind of celebrity. Celebrities. Okay. Like actors. You know, if you're a Jonah Hill fan, throw Jonah Hill in there. Um, Joe Rogan. Um, I mean, it could be anybody. <laughs> I'd say I'd say Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt would Ooh. be probably another good one. I just watched Moneyball the other day, so. I just watched one. Ocean's Eleven last night. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Hey, being be, okay. So you know how uh, the reason why I said TikTok was because I knew was going to set this up. But L, everybody goes to LA to be a celebrity TikTok star, Instagram model, movies, just to be a famous influencer, right? Just being an athlete. Now that you're at, you were at Loyola, you kind of saw from two sides of it. Being an athlete at UCLA or even USC. Do you feel like there's a similar popularity as like being an athlete in the SEC or something? Like I've I've always wondered that. Um, I wouldn't say so. Um, you know, it's obviously different at every every like Power Five school, but um, you know, I I I get recognized like a little bit, but like more so from like the the athlete community and stuff like that. But I've I've met ran into some people like on campus and stuff, and like we have a baseball team. But like just yeah, 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 yeah. The, cool, right, like the, the demographics is it's so mm-hmm. big here. It's there's so many people, but uh, the treatment of the athletes, I'd say it's pretty good. You know, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot different than I'm used to, but yeah, I, yeah. I'd say the the treatment's a little better. Yeah, yeah, because there's so much shit to do in LA. Like, probably I'm gonna be honest. Most people, the last thing they think of is let's hey, let's go to a UCLA baseball game. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just so, there's so like, much to do. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because when you think of LA, you think of UCLA. Like that's what I think of as far as like what's there. So yeah, I mean, because sometimes when you watch a game, you would you would think it should be more packed, more people. Because we're all I love just seeing full college baseball stadium. So mm-hmm. have they been bigger this year? This crowd, the crowd wide because the game has been like growing a lot lately. Yeah, uh, I've talked to some of my teammates and they're saying like. There's a lot more people coming to the games this year that's than awesome. in recent years, so that's that's awesome to see. Do some of the UCLA alumni come back, like pro ball players, come back and work out at the facilities in the offseason? Oh yeah, all the time, all the time. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh yeah, there's there's always like pro guys around. I guess I I saw John Carlos Stanton hitting in the cages. Wow. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, who? John Carlos Stanton. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is. He's massive. Oh, he! You were you were standing that? Were you standing next to him? Uh, no, I was cleaning up the cages, but he was just like throwing and hitting, and I saw him. And I was like, like he's in <laughs> It just sounds different coming off of his bat. I bet. Oh yeah, definitely. And then uh, I think Acuna, Acuna came and he was hitting, and his bat speed is absurd. Yeah, those like, guys it's, are it's freaks. Like I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Who's freak. awesome? Who's who's one teammate? on ucla right now that puts like who has the best batting practice on the team in terms of like raw just power power five o'clock bombs, hitter. Five o'clock hitter. bombs. I, i'd say emmanuel dean that that dude is mm-hmm. he's a strong man and he uh i think i forgot which might have been this sunday this past sunday but he i think he hit one probably three quarters up the batter's eye and didn't even like flinch and i was like <laughs> 
dude like, <laughs> it's just like so easy and like how mm-hmm. about um with the john john bond that's your right fielder right the yeah, john mm-hmm. is he like I'm, I'm just trying to i'm trying to get an idea is, is football season as soon as it's over he's on the baseball field yeah mm-hmm. yeah so he joined i think in in for, like first week of january he was back on it and then no no spring practice football life no no like just strictly baseball that's so cool. That's Dude, cool. That's it's cool. literally amazing to see guys that are power five and they can play multiple sports. I mean, yeah, it's, baseball it's was hard enough for me. <laughs> it definitely. was uh, definitely a hard enough sport. Well, uh, I have, hey, I have one more, uh, one yeah. more question, and then we'll I'll end good. on that one. Yeah, we'll end on this um, one. Damn, dude, I just. Oh yeah, you know, all right. So I don't know if you saw since you're going to Arizona this weekend. Did you see the video of Chase? You know Chase Davis. I know his name. Yeah. All right. I, I did you see? Video. Did you see his two home run game on Tuesday night? I, I mean, did. that like not cargo like esque. I think to you could put team. them side by side, and mm-hmm. I think it'd be like pretty pretty similar. Yeah. I mean, that was unbelievable. So yeah, no, I'll be uh, definitely watching. Um, that'll be a good series. This, this it's going to be a really good series. I mean, it's honestly, really, yeah. Honestly, it's going to see like who. I don't want to say like it's going to see who's going to host, but I think both of you guys have legitimate chances to host regionals and this series win would be huge to put on the resume there. So we'll be definitely keeping up with that. But uh, Kenny, man, I appreciate you for doing this. I know you're a busy student athlete right now. Are you guys on spring break or you still got school? Okay, cool. Well, at least we're not taking away from school. Hey, he's a fifth year. He doesn't have school anymore. (laughs) All online classes. I guarantee you take all online classes. Nope. No. How many, how many hours do you got this semester? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I still have to register for classes, but I most likely will have two on-campus mm-hmm. classes. So, oh, nice. you got the you got the quarter or what do you call it? We're in quarters. 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 System, yeah. That's right. So you're about to start a new quarter or or no? Yep. New quarter, pretty soon. That's gonna be sweet. Okay. Well, well, hopefully uh, you miss a lot of classes in May and June on your postseason <laughs> run. Uh, hopefully you have to turn in assignments online. But Kenny, thanks for doing this, man. Obviously, we're we're fans for a lifetime. We're going to be hyping you up the rest of the year. Just keep doing your thing. Keep being a good ball player. And uh, best of luck to the Bruins. And I didn't even show you this yet, but I wore my <laughs> UCLA shirt today for you. There you go. Yeah. Hey, if you, hey, if you ever need anything, let us know. Any of your teammates, anybody, let us know if you guys ever need anything. Well, right. not really. I mean, we're not going to break any NCAA rules, but we can. <laughs> no, no. Within, <laughs> within, within, within reason, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We're going to hype you guys up. But, uh, dude, have a great rest of your night. Good luck this weekend in Arizona. And uh, go Bruins. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure.